I would like to apologize for not waking you up. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Me and Grim have already done like an amazing like one hour of podcast. Did you record it? Now. No. Okay. I, I could have done. Should have done. But yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. I apologize. We were sleeping. We were starting an hour late. More than an hour late. God damn. This will be the 13th episode. Oh, the lucky number 13. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. 13th episode of the SOU <laughs> podcast featuring a uh, special guest, Grim, Grimsforce Gaming. Uh, you guys may know him from the Three Skavers uh, podcast on YouTube. And you may also recognize him from, I think, uh, the biggest one he's done recently uh, in terms of the podcast is with Deltia's Gaming. Right? Yeah. And, um, Biggest one until now, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna blow up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, Grim Forge. Well, I'll let you introduce yourself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. So I have a uh, Grim Forge Gaming on YouTube, and I uh, do thematic builds and train PVPers, and I'll meet with them in Discord, and we'll just kind of go through. Uh, you know what how they're getting deaths in pvp and trying to start eliminating those deaths and you know fix their win the loss ratio and help them become better pvpers so so like <laughs> do they have to What was that uh, again? How, Sorry. How, 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 I'm like trying to formulate this question in my mind. How did they like reach <laughs> out to you? Like in the game uh, or through the YouTube channel or for Deltia? No. So we're doing the podcast. Oh no 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 I no, no. I meant like players. You. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll contact me through YouTube and then I'll direct them to Discord, and then through Discord we'll if they're on PC it's easier process. Um, They'll actually do a screen share and I'll live coach them while they're doing their battlegrounds. And so we know like concepts for PVP is going to be uh, eliminating deaths are super important. Obviously, the less you die, right. the, the better. But the less you die, the more time you're spending on the battlefield, which increases your time on target. And so you'll notice the less I die, the more kills I could potentially get. And you'll see a drastic change in your win to loss ratios in battlegrounds. And so... And we kind of isolate it to three major problems of why people are dying. They're out of position, they're outnumbered, or they're out of resources. And so we break down each one of those and start eliminating those. And then they stay alive longer. And then they end up killing more people. And then they end up having more fun, ultimately. But yeah, so through YouTube and then kind of word of mouth, people are like, hey, I know a guy that trains PVPers. Um... And, you know, he's not, um, he's not a jerk, you know, like, he, <laughs> that's kind <laughs> of a, people, people like hate on PVPs for being toxic, but yeah. not all of them are. I mean, some of them are like hyper competitive for sure. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like training new PVPers. I, I think one of the most important things is directing people to low BBGs. We were talking about this earlier. Mm. Um, proc sets are additional damage and additional healing depending on the proc set that's above and beyond what a class or a player is normally capable of and you see less proc sets in low BBGs and 
skill set is um, kind of equalized or e- better in low BBGs. Um, it's right. more forgive, more forgiving, and so it gives them an opportunity to. Most players uh, new to PvP can't even last through a player trying to damage them through class abilities or weapon abilities, let alone the additional pressure from proc sets. And so low BBGs are the best place to kind of learn that without that extra pressure. And uh, they're still learning their rotation. They don't know where to be, where not to be as well. You can create 1v1s um, and figure out how to combat each individual class. Like we know that every class has a meta rotation for the most part that lines up bursts real nicely to execute or finish people and uh, as a new player once you start learning not only your own classes capabilities and your own play style and your own armor sets and what works for you you start learning what everyone else is trying to do to kill you as a class then it gets easier the game gets easier but it yeah it's a maturation process and the wild card is the proc sets you throw proc sets into the mix and now all of a sudden all that extra pressure coming from various classes and it makes it hard for them the learning curve is a little steeper with it and so um for me with newer players we always try and get them out of proc sets learn the actual sweet art of pvp how to line a site how to stretch out and uh what i mean by stretch out we were talking about this earlier there's a lot of people that are always uh, on eu he was just saying earlier that in zone chat people are like this person's cheating this person's oh, yeah. cheating and it's all over the place it's rampant but the reality of it is let's take a 1vx scenario where it's you versus 10 people and you know how to line a site maintain your buffs line up your bursts and everything and you just start kiting around a big rock and out of the 10 people four of them have a movement speed enhancement maybe they're running wild hunt or major expedition and the four are able to keep up with you in the kiting process and you turn around hit a heavy attack with the two-hander get the follow-up passive into a dawnbreaker execute and you kill four people and those four mm-hmm. people are probably medium armor wearers dodge roll major expedition they have less resistances and you just hit them with a 7k weapon damage with 20k pin whatever that they, they just get blown up and of course you immediately have to be a cheater and yeah it's their lack of understanding like the skill gap and we were talking about this earlier that um a good example is we were talking about trials and i said man i see people putting builds out there in pve that have 120k dps it's crazy 120k dps and then i said so we got zero and 120k dps and then i said what do you guys think the average player like if you went to craglorn and put a pug group together what do you think you're going to see dps wise yeah uh, it's, it's about like 40, 60k like we we're talking 50, 60K, yeah. we we're talking last yeah. week about like you know, the sort of social guild sort of yeah they want about 60k to be able to do trials comfortably but then again like that's like just still like the top top level of player that can even do trials right and 120k zero 40k isn't even halfway there it's not Uh, even halfway right and that's a huge skill gap a huge level of uh disparity and understanding that same disparity in pve exists in pvp and so if you're a pve -er, 
and you come to PvP and you don't know how to line up your burst, maintain your buffs, and line of sight, and where to be, where not to be, how to fight all the different classes, you know, like, I don't have problems fighting sorcerers if I'm on a Templar because we cleanse their Haunting Curse and their Endless Fury, so half their burst is gone. How do you keep up with them? Templars are so fat and slow. I always run gap closers so they can oh, try okay. and run. I just maintain pressure on them. Dot pressure will keep working through their shields and then I just gap close to them over and over again until they run themselves out of Magicka and then they're trying to dark deal in front, or not dark well, deal, but dark bargain in front of you to get Magicka back and you're like... No. Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. Yes, that right there. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, but that same disparity happens in PvP, and so they can't comprehend that. They can't wrap their head around it, and therefore they have to be cheating. So, <laughs> And it's not that there are not cheaters out there, but I would say if you ran into 100 people, if if I got killed by 100 people in Cyrodiil today, only one of them might actually... I would say possibly not even Whoa, that. Whoa. Not wait. even that. What do you mean by cheater? Like, cheating? How do you, how do you define that? Uh, they're running some type of something. Um, like a third party software? Yeah, yeah. They're running. So we'll run into people that you could have the drop on them. They don't even see you and they're fighting someone. And every single time you try and range attack them, they dodge roll. Um, and, you know, there's people that literally don't take damage, um, but then have one shot capabilities. And ESO is very, you have to give a little bit to, t to, like, it's very hard to have absolutely insane damage and not take damage. Like, I have cap resistances on characters, and I still take damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why is this guy not taking any damage, you know? And so, that's weird. Even if he had, like, 10k health recovery or whatever, I should still see a spike and then it bounces back up or, you know like their recovery and that's the other thing too you get these trained eyes where you see them maintaining their buffs or there's his vigor or there's his rally for the burst heal and then you're seeing stuff and you're like they're not even maintaining their buffs where's their yeah. vigor at like how's this even a thing and so you'll see that from time to time super rare but i don't think like back in the day you're gonna see people hovering in the sky dropping endless uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you remember that video uh, which <laughs> one remember? there's a video on youtube of some dude like zod from superman's just <laughs> floating in the air just like meteor 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 <laughs> is that the one in aridon where they're like they have the missiles the ag missiles yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hollywood, you know, you know about this? I don't think I've seen this. No, I've seen someone walking around Oridon as a dragon. No, you can you can find that. it on YouTube. You okay, can YouTube yeah. like Oridon, uh, cheater. <laughs> uh, no, so what they did was they replicated the Assembly General missiles from Vihoff. So they would shoot out the missiles, oh. yeah, around the way shrine and kill okay. kill players without you know dueling or anything. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> what the heck. It's pretty, no. it's pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a video out in Cyrodiil. This was six years ago or so. Uh, okay. Are we talking about I, um, Zazir? Yes. Oh, yes. God. And he's just hovering in the air, like <laughs> the second coming, right? And just meteor, meteor, meteor. And oh, so people started recording. Yeah. Cheat engine. That was cheat engine. Yeah, yeah but, that was cheat engine. And that's when yeah. they decided, hey, we got to move everything to server side. Or they yeah. started to. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a cheaters exist in games, and you're never going to get rid of every single one. But they're yeah, but... certainly not as prevalent as Zone Chat seems to think. Yeah, yeah but nowadays but... it's like really hard to get away with. Yeah, yeah it's more exactly. so scripting, right? It's more so scripting and um. Yeah, people saying know. the macros. Yeah, macros and stuff like that. Like uh, yesterday, so I have a cap resistance captain, Captain America, Steve Rogers, cap resistance. I'm fully buffed and. I get hit with five um, 14k lacerate or uh, eviscerates from stealth. Five. Uh, so I'm just standing there, and then I'm dead, and I'm like, <laughs> and I look at the death recap, and it's like 14k, 11k, four, and I'm like, what the heck? And so I told her, they're like, dang, what happened to you? Because you know Steve Rogers has cap resistances; he's super tanky, and um you know 5500 weapon damage and uh it was just crazy and i was like dude i didn't even see any of that i literally just died and so a little bit later uh there's three of us running around and my buddy rotten same thing happened to him he's like what the heck he's like i literally saw a swipe and then i was dead you know and so i don't know what's going on with with that but yeah i mean is strange. it possible they could have had that like if they're a vampire using that they could have had that uh simmering frenzy mm -hmm. that, possibly but yeah 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 know. so one but, swipe yeah. and it was four abilities with that swipe i don't know it's that i didn't even see yeah. anything he said he at least saw one swipe you know and yeah but to hit, get hit you know by four or five abilities for 14 11 to 14k a piece there's something there. I don't know what. Yeah. I can't explain it. So. I, I guess we also have to take into account lag as well. Like, yeah. abilities are going to work pretty uniformly in PvE, but as soon as you go into PvP, it's going to be, you know, abilities will be catching up with each other as well. Like, I know people that have been, like, sniped. Oh, I got three, got hit by three snipes in a row. It's like, well, you know, the server's still catching up and stuff. It's not necessarily that they're cheating. It's just... It's also you know, animations, too, like macro yeah, slicing yeah. is what it's that. called. For yeah, sure. for, yeah. for those of you that know, macro slicing is like when you cast things and then they all like speed up really fast and then they all hit at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that right there. So you run into some weird things like that and it kind of makes you go, hmm, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know. And I'm running, yeah, I'm running around on cap resistance character. And so when I run into somebody and you know what damage you're capable of and then when you run into somebody that just takes zero damage and then they just turn around and heavy attack Dawnbreaker you and you get hit for 23k and you're like hmm <laughs> you know that's interesting but it doesn't happen very often so yeah. I, I don't know how often would you say like out of 100 people a cheater out of 100 yeah rough one, if, one if one? that Wow, yeah. One, yeah. yeah. Well, everybody else, maybe. Everybody else is like, if you're getting killed by people, it's usually just a high skill set and a good understanding. Or mm -hmm. it comes down to performance issues, you know. Like, uh, I've been line of sighting and I get executed while they're on the other side of the rock, you know. But it comes down to on my screen, I'm actually on this side of the rock, but on their screen, I'm actually right in front of them where they're just execute, 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 you know? And there's that, it's for that reason, at one time, I would take this game real seriously and wanted to be competitive and wanted to be, 
and I don't want to take that joy from new people that want to learn to PvP in the game. Mm -hmm. They'll come to their own conclusions when they get to that point where they start noticing those things. I'm holding block right now and I'm taking 100% damage. You know, block is not working properly or, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not up to me to ruin that journey for them. So there's there's a little bit of that full Cyrodiil experience, teabagging yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I saw, saw Sawman UK got banned for teabagging. I don't oh. I don't bag. Um, I will have I will have people bag me, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go find them. I have to return something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And then I'm on a mission. But as long uh, as they start it, I, li I yeah, like yeah. winding up people that get triggered by you doing nothing. Is that's brilliant. Yeah, that. yeah. But um, your your video on toxic, the tox toxicity in the game is so true. I literally had a guy tell me that he was gonna cr crash a plane on my head. Oh, what? And, yeah, I had a, I had another guy say he was gonna kill my daughters. What? Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's like. I reported the these police. people. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, reported yeah. these people and they're still in the game. So. Okay. Bro. You know, yeah, I see them running around. I literally took a screenshot and reported it, and they're still in the game. And so I make sure I kill them every time I see them. <laughs> you know, like. uh still here you know? are they? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so who are these people what the fuck <laughs> isn't there like a thing like if they if they say they're going to do it then it means they're not or something it means that, that that's how they're venting their frustration rather than actually doing it yeah so the more, the more death threats the safer you are like, yeah you should see <laughs> northold was a pvp guild and northold had a um uh, in discord they had a thing called like the vault of salt and they had some <laughs> they had some of the most raunchiest like like what are these people they're seriously some twisted yeah, yeah, yeah. twisted people out Hang there on. like some of the stuff they said yeah what are just trying to like be edgy or like shock you like i feel like you know yeah a lot of people that come around with that kind of thing like when they you know, people are like, oh my god, he's racist or whatever. I'm like, they're not racist. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just like they're trying to shock you. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, they're just trying to like jar Push you, I guess. Buttons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get a yeah. reaction. I don't try and get involved in any of that. I know some of my friends, they like to go offline mode. I just stay online mode. I like uh, meeting, yeah. meeting new people. And hmm. I'll, I'll run down to Imperial City. And we were talking about this earlier. This is how I meet a lot of people. Um, if somebody's running around solo and I can see that they're struggling against even the NPCs or whatever, I'll be like, hey, can I run with you? You know, and I'm nobody, but they don't know who I am. And mm. then a PvPer runs up and I kill the PvPer and they're like, that was awesome. Or well, what? <laughs> well, I I had uh, two, two new people to PvP who were struggling against NPCs and we made our way all the way to mid and there was a 10 man group and I was like, I'm just going to go fight these guys. And so I went in and killed them and they were like, dude, that was freaking insane. And I'm like, you're a cheetah. A... You're a hacker. Yeah, you? exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I got that a couple days ago. I was running with, uh, another thing I do is I keep a couple guild slots open and in zone chat, when people are like, Hey, we're a new PVP guild. I'll just be like, Hey, I'm looking for a PVP guild, uh, you know, returning player. I'll be a little rusty. And then I just jump in with them and, 
offer advice where I can, when I can, and just kind of run around with them and don't really tell them anything, you know, um, they'll run with me and they're just like, Hey, you're good at PVP. And I'm like, yeah, if you ever need help, let me know. And then eventually they're like, you know, as we start training, I tell them about the channel and I'll send them videos like as homework, you know, like what <laughs> level of PVP, what level of PVP are you, you know? And yeah. so we kind of have this standard. So that way when we're communicating, we know, and then they can assess who they're fighting against too. Like that was a level two or level three PVP or like they were really good at maintaining their buffs. They were very good at maintaining, um, CC control over me, both hard CCs and soft CCs. Mm -hmm. And it was a resource fight and it was really hard to turn the corner on them. And, um, so that way we can start having dialogue, you know, about PVP. Man, we have so much to talk about, actually. <laughs> Where I, like, listen to you. Uh, so... You're making notes. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, mental notes. I guess we, there's, like, two two pathways I'm going to go on at this point. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's go back to teaching people. So, it sounds like you have teaching experience. You know, from the sound of it. And from the our earlier conversations, too. Yeah, yeah, so... so like, and are, do you, like... And, uh, do you teach at a gym? You mentioned the gym. Yeah, yeah. I train and manage professional fighters. They've fought in Bellator, Ooh. fought in the UFC. Really? Uh, we have a bare knuckle boxing champion, and yeah. So I travel all over uh, pre-COVID. I traveled over uh, the Midwest, and I I would do gym rescues for gym owners. We teach them how to establish multiple revenue streams, how to grow and scale their business, and okay. and then we teach the same thing with the fighters: how to get sponsors, how to get endorsements, how to grow and scale, and. Uh, how important social media is literally that was the only reason I started my YouTube channel was um, I knew how important YouTube was to for fighters that's the future was social media and I didn't want to go and preach to gym owners and fighters about growing and scaling a YouTube channel without actually living it myself right. so I you know and I'm an old dude I'm 44 years old you know i'm not trying to be the next ninja or whatever but i was running around in eso and you know uh, it kept coming up they're like dude you just killed 30 people you just killed 40 people like you need to be re you need to be recording this and i'm like nah i'm not trying to do that and uh then i thought you know what if i'm gonna create a channel it's like covid hit gyms are shut down now's my time I'm yeah, gonna hell yeah. I'm gonna create a channel and we're gonna figure out how to grow and scale it. But um and it's through that process met a lot of met you, met met uh Deltia, met Dots Gaming, met, you know, bro, mm -hmm. we got this and just a bunch of really cool content creators that are all on this awesome journey. Um but training PvPers was very simple, or we were talking about this earlier, very sim similar to training real life combat. Um, if I were to tell you guys you needed to drive to a gym right now mm -hmm. and you were going to be sparring, you were going to be doing jujitsu, wrestling, mm -hmm. MMA, kickboxing, whatever it was, just the drive there, you're building this up in your mind, what this is going to be like. And like, some people are dreading it. They're like, dude, I don't even like, I'm not looking forward to this, you know? And, and then they get there and it goes down sideways like it doesn't go down the way that they even wanted and it was just a terrible experience pvp right. is very similar for that mm -hmm. in eso 
um, I don't want to do battlegrounds. I don't want to do whatever. It's just a bunch of toxic people. And mm-hmm. it's their lack of understanding on what's happening, like in PvP, uh, where to be, where not to be, how to fight outnumbered, how to maintain your buffs, how to line up your burst, and what all the different classes, typical rotations are going to be to try and kill you and how you combat those. And so once we go through this whole lesson or whatever, well, it's the same thing in the gym industry. I'm teaching all the positions. Here's mm-hmm. side control, here's mount, here's guard, here's north-south Here's all your offensive playbook. Here's all the things you can do from side control to this person. Here's all the ways that they either defend or escape those submissions. And so we just established these offensive defensive playbooks in the gym and offensive defensive playbooks in P- in PvP and ESO. And um, it's interesting. And think about the first time you had that pvp experience where somebody jumped on you and they were trying to kill you and you get fat fingers you're like ah ah they're 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 killing me (laughs) right it happens to everybody like ah well after a while you can kind of deaden that um sensation and you perform better under pressure um and the best way i like to hone that that is through sparring in the gym um but not true sparring not like we're going to be trying to knock each other out or submit each other or choke each other out but let's like playful sparring you know let's try new things let's see what we're good at and what we're not good at and so in the same thing in eso for pvp dueling is a great way one of the most underrated skills that you can learn in pvp and eso is how to bounce back in a fight or how to turn the fight Hmm. um momentum just like in real fighting, one punch leads to two, two lead to three. Next thing you know, you're looking up and you're like, what happened? Well, ESO can go down the same way. When somebody jumps on you, they put their rotation into you. And if you survive it, now you're on your back bar trying to recover from it. And then you just find yourself on your back bar the entire time. And I never actually turn the fight. And it's just a long, painful death. And so turning the fight is one of the most important things. And so when you're dueling, it's always best to burst them with not the intent, the bend, but don't break. Burst them, but don't kill them. Give them an opportunity to fight back or recover from the burst and then go offensively back into you. And that's huge. Just that right there. Recover, turn the fight, go offensive. And... So we focus on that to really help PVPers. It helps a lot. How many on average do you teach? Um, maybe once or twice a week. So, um, it's it's a lot less since I haven't been focused on the YouTube channel and the growth mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah, we just opened our gym in St. Louis, and we have a second location we're working on in Georgia. Um, oh. that we're opening, we're franchising out our our gym business model and everything so it's pretty cool what's the, what's the gym yeah. called so i can go <laughs> integrity integrity wow, oh wait te- oh, integrity <laughs> yep. so, that is something that nefes lacks definitely so it's, uh, it reminds me of the south park and episodes pants. you know what i mean <laughs> do you guys watch south park i haven't watched it in a long time oh, yeah, dude, you, you should watch the ones with integrity farms because that reminds me of that Oh. <laughs> okay. so he makes he, he makes a he make he he makes a business called Tegrity. So that just reminded me of that. <laughs> integrity, oh, <no>. integrity. 
I'm gonna have to change the name. <laughs> no, no, you're you're sure. fine. <laughs> yeah, I, we were talking earlier. We was talking about Kimball Slice. Um, I had three guys on a card for Bellator, and uh, one of our fights is called a dark fight. Mm-hmm. And the dark the dark fight is the fight that is happening just before the event goes live. So all the prelims and um, the undercard fights will happen offline or off air, mm-hmm. right? And so the live audience gets to watch those and only the highlights from those fights will end up making it into ESPN or whatever, right? Right. Um, and so literally a guy will come out and he'll say, ladies and gentlemen, we are live and the crowd goes crazy, whatever, whatever. And so our dark fight is we could be the very first fight that is live, right? We could be that, or we could be the the very last fight before they go live. And so it's kind of stressful for the athlete because they're like, oh, I might be fighting on television right. here, or I might be not, you know, mm. unless I get a highlight something. Excuse me. And so uh, he's a swing fight, and imagine a coliseum like uh imagine um gladiator and you can hear 10 20 000 people above you and the rumble and the cheer and the excitement when people are getting knocked out and fights are you know getting exciting and it literally sounds like that when you're in the bowels of the building and they do a thing that is hey you're up next you're on deck you're in the hole and they let the fighters know so that way you know when to start warming up and then they progress you through this advancement towards the cage from the bowels of the building the locker rooms Mm -hmm. depending on where you're at and so we get all the way to the final stage where we can see the the cage you know we've warmed up he's ready to go he's in this mental mindset state he's gonna destroy whoever (laughs) and uh the guy comes up and he goes hey your fight's been swung uh you're now after the main event and so the main event was kimbo slice versus uh shamrock for, for that particular event and he was so pissed you know the fighter was super mad he was like dude i'm warmed up i'm ready to go i'm looking at the cage and they're telling me i don't fight until after the main event so what that means is the live event goes live right and then everyone starts leaving because they saw the main event and then he goes out there and he he fights right as right. people are le- le- leaving the building you know and uh so anyways we go out there and this is the only good thing that came out of it but uh you know, the fight banners that you throw over the side that has all the sponsors on it and endorsements and stuff. Um, so we go out there and our corner, we're in the same side corner that Kimbo in the fight before us was. And uh, so we throw our banner over. We pull the banner back. Our guy's pissed, but he's going to handle work. He wins the fight. But anyways, I go down to where the cornermen are and Kimbo's fight banner is still there. He forgot his fight banner. And so I like roll my banner roll his fight <laughs> banner up into my banner and i kept thinking man i could just see kimbo roll up like hey, <laughs> yeah, he's hey man. You, man. yeah you got my banner you got my banner you know and i was like uh, you know what this will be a good opportunity for me to meet kimbo slice and so after the fight happened i they don't put the main event guys or co-main event in some cases in the same locker room as everyone else, right? They get their very own, they get very good treatment. And right. uh, not that everyone else doesn't, but they get their own thing. And so I immediately hightail it to Kimbo's locker room. Cause I'm like, this is going to be a chance for me to beat Kimbo slice, you know? And 
you know, look like the good guy. Integrity, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. do do what's right, you know, even when nobody's looking. And they had cleared out, so now that fight banner's uh, up on our wall at the gym. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> for you. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, hey. Uh, um, but yeah, going back to the whole skill gap thing, because you brought it up quite a lot. Dots made a video on... Uh, I forget what exactly the video was about, but I watched the video, and in it, he was talking about how the problem in ESO PvP is that there's, well, as with everything, there's like a food chain or something, and the reason why so many people don't want to get into PvP is because there's such a huge skill gap, but at the same time, there's no, there's nothing in the middle. You've got, like, at the top, the Apex Predators, the players who are still somehow sticking around after all these years. And then you got people trying to get into PvP, but there's, like, all the middle is gone. Like, there's no easy transition. That you go into Cyrodiil, you get whacked immediately. There's no opportunity for you to fight back. There's no opportunity for you to learn. So you don't learn. So you, don't, you dip out because you're discouraged. Do you, do you think he's like right about that? That there's no mid progression? Because for PVE, it's it's structured in a way where there has to be some something in the middle. But PvP is such an open-ended thing. There's no normal difficulty when you go to the Cyrodiil. There's no veteran. There's no hard. There's no option to turn hard mode. So, do you think he's missing that? <laughs> Yeah, uh, to a degree. So here's what I run into, and this is talking to the people that seek me out for PvP training, mm -hmm. okay? This is straight from them. This is... Um, okay. They've PvP'd for four or five years, and every time they get into 1v1, they die. And they don't feel like they're getting any better. And they and, put up with that for four or five years. Man, they're yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it's frustrating for them, but yeah. they they so desperately want to be good at PvP, but there's a lack of coaching or a lack of guidance in regard to that, and there's mixed messages as well. Um, there's not like one voice, one uh, methodology or coaching process to mm -hmm. it. Like there's everybody right. kind of slinging their own perspective of it. So there is a little bit of that, but I can tell you this. Proc sets are problematic in the development of PvPers, and I think proc sets are what, while proc sets bring uh, uniqueness and fun to PvP, they also get rid of the mid-level tier. Mm. Um, you're either a beginning PvPer or you're a beginning PvPer with proc sets that has nuclear capabilities. Okay. okay. And so that's part of the problem i think if they rewound i i would be completely fine with 100 skill-based pvp a lot of people would not um because they think it would be boring or stale um but i'm fine with skill-based pvp from a perspective of a i know that the elite level guys i'm gonna throw myself in there even though i'm not really there but <laughs> elite level guys want to see skill-based pvp right um they only throw procs on when they get them to the point where they get mad 
uh, earlier we were talking about if you walked into a room of a bunch of 10 year olds, you know, as an adult, like Nephis, mm-hmm. if you went into a room full of 10 year olds, could you kick the crap out of them? Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nephis would be wrecked. That's my Let's go. <laughs> now, yeah. Nephis likes his chances. Now let's give them all uh, a pistol. Do you like your chances? Yeah. Okay, what about like a knife? Nunchuck. <laughs> a knife. <laughs> a bunch of 10 year olds with a knife. So that's the thing, right? Is we have. Um, we have yeah, a lower understanding or a lower skill set um, player, but as soon as we give them nuclear capabilities, it hurts their learning curve. They mm. don't need to learn how to line a sight. They don't need to learn how to maintain their buffs. It's literally first to the punch. And that's not a like a riveting PvP gameplay. You know, that, it doesn't that, feel fair, really. Yeah, it feels dirty. Like you were talking about yeah. your the honor of... Yeah, you know, for sure. a, an official fight or duel or whatever. And so um, I run into this all the time. They want to be better at PvP. They'll jump on YouTube and they'll figure out a build. And most of your content creators are advanced skill set guys. And they get tired of putting themselves at a disadvantage going against outnumbered odds. And so then they are able to maintain the resources on a high weapon like they can run two damage sets paired together when if you asked a new pvp -er to wear two damage sets their damage will be high but they don't know how to sustain on that build because Mm -hmm. it's less max stats less recoveries and so they're denying themselves the maturation process of learning how to pvp by jumping into these set setups that they should not be in uh just yet and they're relegating themselves to I'm first to the punch or I die. And, and so there is that. So what I do is I tell them, let's rewind, go back. I've leveled 140 characters over (laughs) in. Yeah. Yeah. I level them to P I level them to CP. I put a build together. I go into battlegrounds. I I level them all in PVP too, all in Mm -hmm. Imperial city or all in battlegrounds. And because I want to know every every different play style of every different class, and wins the curve. Um, if you at level twenty, you get this ability, and it's a game changer for you. At this, you know, and bows, I can tell you right now, bows. Unless you're a nightblade, do not feel competitive. I have to work twice as hard with a bow on every class to put people away, as opposed to just a two-hander. It's so much easier to put people yeah. away with a two-hander. And you would think, well, with a bow, protecting your range, keeping distance, you can put damage into them. It just, bows are not in a good place right now. Maybe it's lack of pen. I'm not sure, but um, I wouldn't know that had I not played around with all these different classes and all these different weird play styles, thematic builds and stuff to do it. Trying to play outside the box. I could play meta. Mm-hmm. It's just not fun right. for me. I want to challenge. And... So low BBGs are the best place to learn this because proc sets are not involved in low BBGs. And so that extra pressure, they don't experience that. And the skill set is different too. Like they're they're going up against other people that can't maintain their buffs or that are not they don't understand their burst to line it up properly, or they don't know what 
how all the other classes are going to be trying to kill them, right? Like uh-huh. the most common uh-huh. rotation. And so there's a little bit more of an even playing ground, except for the demigods that come down and they're running like the, they're using their transmute crystals right? to put together the broken stuff just so they can, you know, mark people. Yeah, I've definitely so, seen people complaining about that on, yeah. on the forums and stuff. It's like, yeah, what, why, why, why do people these, do that? These... That makes no sense to me. You're just, yeah. I mean, cheating, all, cheating this game also makes no sense to me. Like, why do, why do you think people do all that? <laughs> you know? Ego thing, I guess. I mean, it Ego. feels good to kill people. Yeah. But, okay, well, yeah. in, in one case, you're cheating. You're not really killing them because you're skilled. Yeah. And in another case, you're just bowling like low levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I ran in. I ran into somebody, um, and I would imagine it has to be a script. I don't know, but um, the second you went into their hitbox, you wouldn't see any uh, animations, but it was just ting, 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 and your life just goes pop, 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 and then you look at your death recap, and it's like light attacks and. I forgot. It was like light attacks and one other ability. And it mm-hmm. and you saw no animations, but it was... And so I tested it. I went and found them every time in Imperial City. And I, like, just would inch in to their, like, hitbox. And it's like... I'm like, what's going on here? So, but I'd never seen that their build. See how much... I saw... I met a guy in IC the other day. He was... I was farming bosses. And he just came up to the boss and started bashing it. Doing nothing else but bashing it, and his health is going down loads. I was like, "What the? Fuck? That guy's clearly cheating." That's Fragman. That's Fragman's all. Yeah, and I messaged him. Like, what, what the hell is this build? And he like, he showed me the build, and I mean, it kind of made total sense. So, I mean, yeah. that was just down to my own like lack of lack of knowledge, really. I think uh, yeah. not enough people test whether that is actually possible i guess i mean it's, it's too easy yeah. to say they're cheating i mean in this case probably someone might have been cheating but mm. you know think, think about that offense too mm. so to bash you you're holding block and yeah. then initiating a bash does the sigil the block sigil drop while the bash is initiating yeah. so this is why i asked him as well and he said he said he had he had bash bound on his mouse wheel yeah, and like, like he had bash on mouse wheel mm-hmm. up and light stack on mouse wheel down. Mm-hmm. So what he was literally just, just going like that on his mouse. Yeah. Like, okay. Bash yeah. crazy. Yeah. So uh, like, all, all these techniques that you've never like people don't hear about. It's, yeah. Like, Think about fighting that person. Okay. So they get the block damage mitigation. They get the block mitigation while you're fighting mm-hmm. them. So they're virtually taking no damage, and you see your health just you know just disappearing, yeah. and you're like. That's a cheater, <laughs> and then you and then you see the build, and you're like, "Huh, yeah, that's interesting." That yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of that out there, but low BBGs are the best way to go. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I get a lot of slack for this because I have a lot of low B teasers, and where I put a thematic build, and I'm like, I'm going to run something off meta, a different play style, and mm-hmm. I'm going to level them. Like, like when I made Steve Rogers, I didn't want to just name change a Templar. I wanted to live the process of what's <laughs> right. a sword and how does sword and, yeah. yeah, how does sword and board, sword and board work? You know, how can you be competitive and kill people, put people away, sword and board, sword and board? And I was like, I can't expect myself to be successful in CPBGs, just jumping into it and trying. I'm, I'm setting myself up for failure 
So mm-hmm. let's go through the full maturation process through leveling it and figure out what abilities work, what doesn't work, and what's needed to apply more pressure or recover. Like if you think about sword and board, sword and board, you're not running a two-hander, so you're going to lose minor endurance from not having rally, and you're going to lose major uh, brutality from not having rally. Right. And so I, I need access to that in another way. And so the theory crafting and the thematic, like, let's make Steve Rogers, he's holding his shield and he's got Mjolnir, you know, and, uh, but it's not a real PVP build if I can't put people away and recover in fights. And so that's what's interesting to me. So I recorded some teasers of Steve Rogers is on the way. Here's mm-hmm. You know, I did a low BBG and went 30 and 0 or whatever, you know, or 30 and 2 and, you know, and I put it to some music. It's more entertainment value. And I'll get people that will come into the messages and they're like, congratulations, you know, you're such a bully. And I'm like, (laughs) I get it, but why don't you go out there and try sword and board, sword and board and let me know how it goes, you know? Did you have like the regarder shield or whatever with the red, white, and blue on it? I think. I yeah yeah yeah. You should <laughs> you should actually jump into the uh, YouTube channel and look. Like I have Thanos yeah. that looks like Thanos, Hulk that looks like oh. Incredible Hulk. <laughs> you need to check it out. Like oh, I yeah. have De- Deadpool that looks like Deadpool. Yeah. Like there's a there's a guy on EU um, in his character. He's, he's like a male wood elf, a vampire. So he's like completely sort of like pale. He's got the Nord bathing outfit on and he looks exactly like Gollum and his name is Gollum and he literally just sits on the bridge um, like sniping people off the bridge and it's hilarious uh, like the amount of so uh, funny. hate whispers and stuff he gets. It's, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I, I love... Uh, I, guess, I guess it's cosplaying really. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, and in that regard, not only should you co- cosplay it, but thematically, if you're going to be... If you're going to be these characters, what weapons would they use? What abilities? Mm-hmm. What class would they be? And now all of a sudden you find yourself not using the meta rotation to try and kill people. You're using this off-meta play style. And so it's kind of interesting to watch that. And so um, that's what it was for me. Like, let's put some... Let's try and make this character for real as best we can with our limitations. And then let's see if we could actually PvP with it, you know? And, yeah, yeah. So... It That's definitely really brings something fresh to like a you know stale PvP experience. If you've done everything already, then yeah, yeah, give yourself a challenge for sure. Yeah. Now there are times I have my my monsters right, like, mm-hmm. and I was on a low B just a couple days ago, running around with another person, a person I just met in the sewers. They never PvP before, and they even gave me the disclaimer: I don't know how to PvP, and I was like, no problem. <laughs> And I'm on a level 12, so I don't have any CCs yet, and I don't have a full, you know, I'm on a level 12 down in the sewers. And he gets ganked immediately by an AD Nightblade. Hypno, I think is his name. I'm coming for you, Hypno. And uh, so Hypno ganks this guy right in front of me, and I don't have a CC, so I can't stop the gank, and I don't have any way to prevent this. And then Hypno and I go on a five-minute fight or whatever. (laughs) And I'm a level 12 trying to fight this guy who's got ridiculous burst. And um, anyways, he gets me and I was like, okay, log out. Let's go get one of the monsters. Like, I'm coming for you. Could not find him. But uh, uh. Um, yeah, I like I like that, though, that EXP down there in the Imperial City is underrated. 
and you can make money. I make between a million to two million gold a week down there. So, huh? Yeah. Okay. And that yeah. that used to be the way to make um to to farm characters. I remember like back in like the vet days, I I would do pure sewers. Had like a little little route and stuff. Yeah, the DC I, I route. Like, it was a DC yeah. side. Yeah, yeah over at yeah. yeah. vet ranks. Blood mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a DC. Uh, there was an EP one as well. I, I don't think it was quite as good, but yeah. The DC one was, was the best. It, was that was that before One Tamriel? It was definitely before like Morrowind. It was around there. Yeah, it's a long time ago. It must be like yeah, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Or before yeah. that, it was uh oh god, why can't I remember the name? The cave in Sir. Crack, Crackwood the, the... Cave. Oh, Crackwood Cave. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still yeah. terrified of going in there because I'm just uh, like assuming there's going to be some like mega mega Chad farm bots in there or something. But... Yeah. It's usually empty. Yeah. I remember <laughs> entire groups used to fight over that. It was so yeah. fun. See, I only go to those places to get to level 10 really quick, and I never skip the um, starter mission. Um, I always do the starter mission, every single character, uh, because you get to pick the specific weapon types you want right at level 1 or level 2. Oh, and you- okay. You can get farther into the actual skill lines that you want to develop. Oh. So I can get my ultimates quicker. I can get um, farther in quicker. So that way, when you're right around level 30, you actually will have things at your disposal that you wouldn't have had you mismanaged your early development, if that makes sense. So odd. Wait, the starter, I mean, it's been so long since I made a new character. The starter quest, like the PvE one with the Abnathar. The, the Tavorio and shit. Yeah. Well, they have a new okay. one now. Yeah. There's a new one. Oh, they have a new one. Okay. Yeah. Damn. It's worth checking that out, too, because yeah. that's a underrated. I don't think they get enough credit, the devs or whoever, for the starter quests. Um, a lot of people do it one time and then they never see it again. But they've actually, every time a new patch comes out, they've updated that starter quest to make it something different um so right now they have a quest where you go through and they teach you the basics of breaking free and the importance of heavy attacks and um you know it's things like that it's assisted i don't think you would ever die unless you went afk in it like <laughs> Sounds i like think a challenge <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think your base health recovery would outdo anything's damage in that mm. so but that's almost open world right now right is okay it's not yeah, very well, challenging yeah, in open world, so. Yeah. Well, so, so you think that the, the ESO has a does a good job of teaching you the game? So I, mean, I think we were talking about this last week. But I feel like, at least on the PVE side, like the overworld doesn't teach you, doesn't prepare you for, like vet dungeons or trials and stuff. Yeah. But do you reckon I... it prepares you enough for <laughs> PvP? Because it kind of teaches you, you know, the blocking and the. Like roll dodging and stuff, but why? Why are people not? Why are people has that hasn't like sunk in enough to make people use it in PvP? Yeah, it sounds well. PVE is sustained damage over a duration. PvP is very burst, so mm-hmm. your your bars look almost completely different. Also, yeah. in PVE. Um, they're not required in some cases to even have access to major uh, resolve or uh, major brutality, major sorcery on their bar. They're, it's provided to them from other people, right? Others yeah. in the group. And so that's a thing. Um, I run into this probably 75% of the time 
where they literally haven't even unlocked their armor buff. <laughs> you know, they haven't unlocked it because and and they'll be CP five hundred running trials, right? It's just not even needed. And so then for PvP, we have to talk about you have to be self-sustaining. No one's coming to save you, you know, and it's going to have to be you. And what's that look like? And so setting up their bar and then they're like, well, I only have three damage abilities. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, that, that, that might be it, you know. And we were talking earlier about sometimes you can't kill players outright you have to make it a sustained fight and you'll stand check them you know that's how you'll kill them sorcerers yeah. are good with that you know maintain pressure on their shields with some one type of dot pressure make sure you cleanse their haunting curse and their endless fury so half their burst is gone and then just stay on them and yeah. they're gonna run out of magicka sure it's, oh yeah i know. mean it's like it's that like triangle isn't it the sustain survive like sustain survivability damage yeah which we yeah. have to just find the weakness. Yeah, and that takes the journey. Uh, you know, most people are trying to figure out how do I get. It's always how do I get better at PvP, and it's like mm. you're gonna have to figure yourself out. You're gonna have yeah. to figure out what build and what play style is good for you, and which class is good for you, and then you're gonna have to figure out all these other people and how they're trying to kill you and how you combat each one of them. And so you have a journey ahead of you, and. Yeah. Um, you can't be you have to take that journey on with intent to literally get better don't just say you're going to get trying to get better and then throw proc sets on and like this is me better you know right <laughs> yeah. so. but definitely you know, what, what works for someone else might not necessarily work for you like following these builds they're great <laughs> but i think you should just use them as like a sort of start right as a base you got you got to adapt to your own play style for sure yeah, I had a actually the person I'm meeting here later today, mm-hmm. Gallant, um, she likes bow builds and we started talking about it and I just said, I ha- I'm telling you right now, I have to work twice as hard with a bow on anything other than a night blade to put people away. It's fun for me. Uh you know, and I'll have people that'll chime in, they're like, dude, your bow bow stam sork is gross and I'm like, it's <laughs> it, it's fun. Uh, yeah. It's it's mobile it's it's fun but i where bows are at right now i just have to work twice as hard to kill people and i end up having to rely on that speed and that uh mobility just to create opportunities to do things and so there people are watching they're like it's really cool it's really fun watching you play and i'm like yeah you like watching me run for my life and (laughs) and (laughs) try and pick people apart while they're murdering me so yeah but, you know, I tell her that and she's like, well, maybe Bo, Bo, Bo Warden isn't the play for me right now or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to deter you from it. I'm just telling you what you'll run into is lining up burst on it. You'll you'll need something that's very stat heavy to be able to keep your vigor up and keep your Arctic Blast heal up while you're putting damage into people. And you need to rely on mobility as opposed to resistances. Um to stay out and ahead of people and out and create space. So, um, and then she's like, she goes from that to, well, what's a mag crow look like? And I'd say, well, if I were going to do a mag crow, here's where I would go right now, but you have a lot of options. And so we lay out all those options, you know, a viable CC is 
one of the first things you need a hard cc mm -hmm. uh bare minimum soft cc you know so where do you get that on a magcro and is it going to be flame clinch you know from the destro line is it going to be your agon agony totem which has a huge delay like you drop it and then wait yeah. for two you're like two seconds while they're murdering you you know and then and then the cc comes and you're like now you get a little bit of zone control out of that you could drop it in a doorway and people are like worried about running through it but if they knew how it worked like if i'm chasing somebody murdering them and they drop an agony totem as they're running i'm just going to follow them through it because it's hasn't even triggered yet and yeah. so once you learn those things it's it's different but um and then the whole question is well do you want to be meta or do you want to be off meta do you want to bring something to the table that people haven't quite seen before they don't know how to like and so your beginners they don't even know what they don't know anyway so it's not going to throw them off they're still going to try to kill you nonetheless the intermediate to advanced players are starting to learn and then when you run into them and you start say using volcanic rune from the mages guild line which has an obnoxious knockup and a burst oh, on it yeah. you know and you start using that in place of a cc that's your cc that also has a burst component attached to it the intermediate to advanced players don't see that regularly and so the first time they get knocked up in the air they're like what the hell you know what yeah. Yeah. and and so um now do they possess the ability to piv pivot how to combat that you know um and so that's what it comes down to and then the advanced players they're like volcanic rune nobody runs at my guy you know and yeah. So, but I don't know. It's, it's fun. It, it's a choose your own adventure. That's how I approach it. Like, I yeah. don't know. What do you, yeah. what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh. <laughs> yeah. well, PVP's definitely got the most flexibility in terms of. Oh yeah. It's very open. So, I'd say it I mean, is the end game. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like you say, like if they've seen it before, then they're going to know how to combat it. If you, if you come at them with something new, then boom, you're top yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Going back to the journey, though, like the maturation process and all that, you know, learning along the way. It seems like most players don't want to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, they really don't. And, you know, like, I don't get that either. Like, I get that maybe, like, you know, we again, going back to what Dobbs said too about how there's, like, no middle in that food chain for you to kind of, like, learn through. I also don't get that either. Um, I, I, to an extent, I kind of disagree with them because at the same time, it's also, like, a player problem. Like, People get, in this game in particular, I don't know why it's this game in particular, but people get discouraged so easily. And they're so afraid to try. They're so yeah. afraid of failing. They're afraid of dying in a game. <laughs> so it's, it's like, comes, you know what I mean? Like, like, Elder Scrolls Universe being kind of like, sort of roleplay friendly. And, yeah, sure, but like, it's like a game. Go, it's, it's still like a game. Skyrim. Why are people yeah. afraid of failing or making mistakes, man? I don't get it. it. It's that and immediate gratification. Mm, okay. Right? Mm -hmm. It's the combination of the two. They don't want to fail, and we also need to have immediate gratification. Otherwise, we're not we're not entertained, right? We're not getting what we want out of it. And only the people that seek me out are the ones that are like, I want to get better. Whatever mm -hmm. we need to do to get better and they take the steps to get better. It's the same with uh, in the gym industry. A lot of people 
New Year's resolutions. They'll say they oh, want to yeah. get healthy, they want to get in shape, and the actual start of that is getting started. Mm. Get started. Like, go to the gym. Do you even have a gym membership? Have you even, like, saying and doing two different things? And so yeah. immediate gratification comes into the play for sure, too. Why do we? Why do people start going to the gym in January? That's like the worst time because at Christmas you get all this chocolate it's and stuff. New Year. Yeah, it's, it's like a new year. Yeah, 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 your house is full of chocolate for a start. Yeah, that's like the worst thing. You should start like March. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure gyms are gonna like hike hike the prices up in January. Oh uh, boy. So so the real answer, <laughs> the real answer to that is beach bodies are made in the winter, and so if you mm. want to get ready for the summer, you have to start january to be ready you know as the summer rolls around so for women uh they're coming out of the holidays and maybe um they're getting married that summer they're gonna Backing need up to, for the winter they're gonna need to get started and guys you know i'm sitting here rocking dad bod 2.0 so you know guys put on weight as well uh through the holidays and so that's part of it is it it's not an overnight um thing it, it takes a minimum of for like a body transformation it'll take a minimum of probably eight weeks so there are ways and tricks like we're getting into the gym industry now but if you, were to, if you were to join the gym and um you would say i want to lose 20 pounds well number one in my head i know that we have athletes that cut 20 pounds in two days for a fight but there's processes that we do <laughs> yeah there's a, a process well it's yeah their their diet you can't outwork a bad diet you right. know so their their diet's proper their salt intake or sodium intake is low so that it doesn't hold on to moisture or water and there's a lot of process to this or science to this right because science but um so I know that athletes can do it with the proper diet and I know the athletes can do it with proper water intake they're drinking roughly two gallons of water a day you know, and mm -hmm. so when they go into their training session, we'll lose four to eight pounds in a training session. They'll lose four to eight pounds in one training session because their diet's proper and their water intake's high and they're flush with water. And so cutting 20 pounds ends up not being that. And then there's another thing called uh, floating weight. And when your diet's proper and your workout regimen is proper and your water intake's proper, you will actually lose one to four pounds overnight, you know. And so when you're weighing yourself before you start your workout and weigh yourself after your workout and you realize that you're losing four pounds just in your workouts and then you're weighing yourself before you go to bed and when you wake up and you're realizing you're losing three or four pounds there, it sounds scary because you're like, holy crap, I'm losing seven pounds a day. But the reality is it just means you can eat healthy, right? Mm -hmm. You can, your, your portions can be adequate it's not like i'm starving myself it's just my my meals are uh proper protein and proper you know nutrients so um yeah diving way too much into it's a really interesting yeah. thing though yeah. you know it's a really interesting thing everybody's eyes <laughs> yes eat your clockwork yeah yep yeah, everybody's eyes just glazed over. They're like, "What the hell is this?" I didn't glaze over. I'm I'm interested because I, recently I started working out, and I'm intent on like oh, sticking with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I really respect what Deltia did with the whole yeah, gamer sure, yeah. gym rat. That's what I want to do this this year. I, I actually started two weeks ago. Yeah, I've been Wait walking. I've been squatting. 
Yeah, it's just like... Oh, what do you, what do you play? <laughs> with Deltia? For the gamer. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I help manage Deltia, so... Um, yeah. that was, that was never the intent, but it just so happened that the same way that, uh, streamers and content creators get sponsors and endorsements and things like that mm -hmm. is very similar to the fighters. And right. so we started talking about that. And so getting sponsors lined up for them or getting opportunities lined up for them, um, has been a thing. Um, so when we get, kind of go through, we figure out all your sellable space and then we put together your analytics to present to sponsors and then we just throw them out there to the world and see who bites you know mm, and yeah. so he, he recently got that coca-cola deal and um yeah the gamer to jim rad he's got some really cool stuff mm -hmm. we have some really cool stuff i actually told him off air uh before you joined us what we had planned but i can't i don't want to say it on on air too oh well. okay well Ollie can DM me about it. I won't, I won't, I won't tell anyone. All right. We're going to organize a fight between you and me. You guys are 1v1 in cage fight. Yes. Mm. That's what we're doing. Yeah, it actually so. caught my attention when you said fighters. You're teaching fighters, MMA fighters, right? About mm -hmm. like social media. And the first thing I thought was, who's that guy? Logan Paul? Jake Paul? Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah, it's it's, well, it's yeah. really important now. It's like, try and get Jake Paul to fight huge. one of us. Yeah, having a social yeah. media presence for a fighter—it's huge now. Yeah. yeah, it's it's huge. I can tell you when the largest promotions—they um, don't care how tough you are—and that's a huge misconception with huh. a lot of fighters. They literally care how much you move the gauge, how many tickets are you going to sell, and what your mm. win loss record is. Entertainment value. So, entertainment right. value. Okay. Yeah, and you could actually be on a winning streak. You could have four. Uh, I think John Fitch at one point even had eight wins and he got cut from the UFC and it was because he was a boring fighter. And <laughs> oh. so, you know, that you're in the entertainment industry. So be very entertaining in the way you kick people's butt and then crush social media. And if you do that, you'll be winning. So interesting. So you think Paul's doing it right? A lot of people say, um, <laughs> but I think he's doing it right, to be honest polarizing and oh yeah right yeah um anyone that fights him will have probably one of their biggest paydays outside of like a conor mm -hmm. mcgregor mike tyson you know but think about the people like woodley woodley's from st louis here um woodley will have gotten one of his biggest paydays from that fight those fights hands down you know and it wasn't so much on what woodley's done it's what on what jake paul is and what he oh. brings to the table so that's yeah. where we're at there knowing the line walking the line two different things and in combat sports everybody thinks that if uh i just need to beat up all the billy badasses and if i beat up all these tough people i'm surely gonna make it that's not actually the game they're playing the, mm -hmm. the game the game of combat sports is not to be able to do that it's actually two separate components it's working in your business and working on your business right you know working in your business is putting the time in on the mat knowing all the different arm bar transitions all the defenses all the escapes how to be a good striker how to be a good wrestler it that's working on the mat working on your business is increasing your brand your social media establishing your revenue like i need merchandise coming in my ticket sales my my sponsorship sales my endorsements my affiliations affiliate marketing mm -hmm. like all these other things that you do to have additional money coming in and so um 
and I'll have pro fighters, uh, it's very easy to run off wins when you first go pro because there's tons and tons of people that just go pro out of financial necessity. I need to keep the lights right. on or, or they think they're a tough guy uh, because they knocked Tommy out at the bar and Lisa out at the bar and whatever, you know, they Lisa. think they're tough. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you'd be this whole room of 10 year olds with knives and I beat them up. <laughs> yeah. UFC, you're UFC bound, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're 10 to no. Congratulations. You're in there. So, but yeah, they think they're tough, and then they realize that their offensive and defensive playbook's lacking when they actually run head-to-head -head with somebody that's a legitimate trained fighter, being willing to fight and knowing how to fight, two separate things. Same thing for PvP and ESO. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Say you come around a corner and you're in a long room and someone else comes around a corner, and they just immediately run at you and start attacking you. And... They're willing to fight, but you notice, because you're a trained fighter, they didn't even apply their buffs. They didn't get their vigor going like a preemptive heal going. They didn't apply their armor buff, major resolve. Um, they literally just saw somebody and saw red. And willing to fight, don't know how to fight. And so I like your chances when you are spending the time to get your armor buff and your weapon damage or spell damage buff up and uh -huh. you're assessing your line of sight and you know where am i going to dodge roll to as i hit a vigor to get some heals coming in to uh create space what cc am i going to hit them with and that's how you start to fight uh, you start to fight immediately with a cc so you're winning the fight even if it's not in a missing health regards you're winning the fight you got your first cc off and you know that your hard cc will come off cooldown in six seconds mm-hmm so you're going to be able to, in another six seconds, um, CC them again. And if you flip the script and think about what it did to them, they took a hard CC right at the open of the fight. They don't have their armor buff up or their heels or anything like that. It's going to put them way behind, right. right out the gate in the fight. And now they're on their back foot trying to recover. And that fight probably isn't going to go very long because they still need to apply those buffs, you know, before they even actually... You know, there's a big discrepancy between willing to fight and knowing how to fight. Yeah, I'm glad you're talking about this because uh, when I was PEPing, I was streaming PEP too. Like people would ask me, well, how do you know this player is inexperienced? Or like, why are you singling this player out in this crowd of five, six people that's chasing you? And I'm just like, I, don't, I tell the viewers, like, I don't know how to describe it to you guys, but like, I might sound crazy, but the way they're moving like tells me if yeah. they're experienced i don't know how to describe it it's the way they're like moving or i don't know like not moving but like i mean hopping socks like casting like <laughs> you, know, you know what they're doing like everything just all about it like you can tell if it's yeah. an experienced player or an experienced player right it's yeah. like the way they're casting skills maybe the way they're lie attacking are they yep. jumping around like what's going on you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah it could yeah. be as it could be as simple as when they hit you with a fossilizer they rotate to your back mm. you know yeah. they're constantly trying to take your back and you're like you know that's trouble like i have to break free or maybe it's not a fossilized best cc in the game but it's something else every time they cc you they're rotating to your back yeah. so now not only do i have to break the cc but i also have to realign them or get them in my um, attack hitbox, right? Um, and they're mm -hmm. constantly rotating my back. And just that right there, that's a movement thing, you know? Um, yeah, you'll recognize people. Another thing, too, is whether they're 
effectively block casting on classes or playstyles that are block cast capable. And uh, like you'll run into a bad DK, uh, mag DK, and you'll run into a good mag DK. And a good mag DK knows that they can block cast their entire offense. And so when you ever first lock horns with a good mag DK, they've dotted you up and you've done mm -hmm. virtually no damage to them. Um, because you're burning through their stamina pool, not necessarily their health pool, right? They're block casting and applying their full offense on you. And then next thing you know, you're looking down and the pressure that they all applied in that first engagement right. is hurting you. And then their CC game comes into play and they have some of the best CCs. And it uh, momentum of that fight, just their offense is pressure. And then every time you have to break free and get out of their CCs making a resource fight for you and it's just a, a good mag dk is just agonizing to fight mm -hmm. against it's terrible to fight a bad dk doesn't know that they can block cast their entire offense and they don't get the jump on you at the beginning right so but yeah people thought it was crazy <laughs> but it's also the same thing in pve too i don't know ollie what do you do like in pve like you can tell you don't even need to look at logs you don't need to look at cmx when you watch somebody like parse or like whatever tank heal yeah, just all the animation standing in like a sensible place. You yeah, know, all, you know, all these things. Yeah, you can you yeah. can tell. Yeah, it's, a, it's such a good combat system. Honestly, yeah, the fact it that really you, is. You can say that. <laughs> I, it is. I give Zoss a lot of like. If you saw my community thing, I'm always putting you know like uh -huh. crown store crowns uh, crown stores uh, game doesn't work, but crown stores updated. <laughs> Zoss, always looking out for me, you know? And I'll put stuff on there. Or like, uh, let's introduce crits to proc sets. So that way when people die, that way when people are dead all the time, they don't realize abilities aren't working, you know? Mm. <laughs> and well, so I, yeah. you know, I, I take pokes at them or whatever to things. I don't worry about the high-end PVPers and... Mm -hmm. uh, is there no one else said this and it made a lot of sense, but he's like, I'm just going to adjust. I will figure it out. That's mm. what I do. I'm a theory crafter. I'm a yeah. PVP -er, and I'll figure it out. I take the same mindset. I don't worry about my well-being. It sucks when I can't break free. It sucks when I don't have, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm literally holding block and taking hundred percent damage. Right. These, these things suck and I can't work around them, but it is what it is. But I worry about the new PVPers. And as they're coming in and they don't even realize these things are happening to them and then they keep dying. And then there's so many mis mixed messages of where to go for good PVP training and mm -hmm. different mentality. And there is a thing like throw yourself at the lion over and over again. Not everyone is built like that. I had a, a, a guy, Imp uh, Imperialist is mm -hmm. his name, and Imp joined our discord when he was new to pvp and his mindset was i'm gonna throw myself at the lion over and over and over again until i figure this out and he would go up into imperial city and imperial city and the districts has some of the best small scalers you will from time to time run into the some of the best small scaling groups there that are dangerous and he would just throw himself at them over and over again and he is an absolute murderer he is <laughs> But yeah. but that that journey is not for everyone because not everyone can handle that type of failure over and over again. And there is a quote that says, um, success is reserved for those willing to pay its cost. And its cost is failure. Sure. And that applies to life. 
success, right. you know. Exactly. The, That's what I was talking about. Like, why are people so afraid of making mistakes or failing? How do you? How else do you learn, man? Like, when I was trying to re, you know, relearn PEP, you know, you, you know, we talk, you mentioned Kyria and stuff like that. I started dueling anyone, I, and you know, I was fine with losing because I wanted yeah. to lose. <laughs> does that does that make sense? Like, no, I'm serious. Yep. And you eat better after every duel. Sometimes yep. we still like. At first, I was just dying. The first what, twenty five seconds, then stalemated to a minute, and slowly but surely you improved. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I mean, died a no, lot. There's no shame in losing. I, mean, I died a lot. Especially if you lot. can chalk it up to like you know experience. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, I don't know why people are so timid about it. But uh, I don't yeah. know. That's the thing. Uh, we were talking about this earlier about Imperial City. If I'm running around and there's another shark. Like, you know how you said you have the trained eyes and you can watch somebody and you can tell that's a skilled player or that's somebody yeah, that's yeah. still learning? Um, you'll eventually know who the sharks are. People that are gamers that can hang in fights and can turn fights around and stuff like that. And um, how such underrated skill that is, being able to turn the fight. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that... I will avoid people like there's no need for me and another shark to butt heads for 15 minutes and go through the you know five ten minutes not when we're in a target rich <laughs> environment and there's other right there's yeah, like sure. literally two pve <laughs> guilds down here farming bosses yeah, like let's let, let's go, go, go let's for that. <laughs> yeah you know so let's go do that and so there is a little bit of um honor amongst thieves i guess you know from time to time where two good pvpers are just like there's no point in us fighting uh would be fun but it's more fun to go get our 1vx and uh make a bunch yeah. of telvar so well i mean some of these pvp cyrodiil trains though they do go head to head yeah. that's pretty interesting to watch i mean recently though i've i've <laughs> so the last time i pvp and also recently i've heard as well there's some bloggers that just don't engage each other yeah and yeah. that's like what? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Some people don't engage their friends. Like I, I sometimes that, I hate that. from people on my friends list that say, "Oh, sorry for killing you." I and hate like, that. Dude, it's fine. Especially like, in Cyrodiil. We're in, in Cyrodiil. It's what I signed up for. You know. Yeah, it's I hate like... that. Especially in Cyrodiil, dude. Like. Mm. And the longer like, you play, the more people you know. Like I probably right. couldn't kill most of the people in Cyrodiil if I. Dude, at a certain point, <laughs> yeah. it's not just a walking simulator. It's just kind of like a stand around simulator. You just kind of watch other people fight because no one wants to fight or fight yeah. here. No one's. Mm. I don't know. It's just like. It's just a yeah. huge empty zone yeah. at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I think about is if somebody, if they're, um, say it's Deltia. Deltia is mm -hmm. out there um, in Cyrodiil, and I, let's say he's lagging behind, which he does regularly because he's talking to chat. He, he engages his chat really well, right? Um, I wouldn't jump on other streamers. Uh, like if I yeah. saw you down there, I, I would jump on you at the beginning, Nephis. Like we're going to fight and then I realize mm -hmm. that's you. And I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to... Volunteer. Well, like like you're... I don't know if you're streaming, you know? And I don't uh -huh. know if you're like whatever you're doing. And I'm not trying to do that. So I would rather you go and kill that 10-man squad right around the corner or i'd rather run side by side with you for an off awesome potential clip you know uh -huh. it's like when this is what it's like when 
worlds collide or you know and we yeah, yeah. you know so we put a bunch of streamers together for mid-year mayhem last year mm-hmm. and it was called the eso expendables right because it reminded me of the movie the expendables right. you know and uh so we all just teamed up and just went out in imperial city and just fought anyone and everyone it was crazy lots of fun so yeah. but i don't think i'll be going back to Syria though for mid-year mayhem for the first time ever really yeah it's good so it, much I, I can't, you can get like 100k i hour. know but like that's whatever but like i, I can't pee anymore man <laughs> i can't because i remember what it used to be like and it makes me depressed because it's it's either too dead or too laggy <laughs> it's zero though at least i see yeah, it's, I, it's it's always too dead like 99 percent is too dead. bgs we were... well at a certain point what after your fifth sixth seventh win or match it takes like 20 minutes to queue come on like i don't <laughs> you know like i'm not i i don't know that's why i haven't been peeping and it's just it just makes me depressed man it really does well, i think you need to take breaks from these it. things from time to time like I, yeah i, 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 I don't, I don't play every campaign i might play like every other campaign or something in Cyrodiil. otherwise yeah it does is anything gets a bit too stale but it's also not yeah. even like the content wise side of things like the communal side of things i mean dude uh, we can talk about this yeah we let's talk about it <laughs> <laughs> Grim, what do you think about PvP right now? What's the state of PvP in your opinion? What is it? Yeah, what do you think it is? Like what? Oh. What's the state of PvP, yeah. Oh, Good, um, bad. I can tell you that there is a lot of traffic in Imperial City right now over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I went 100 and 0, or the day before, I went 100 and 0 on my kill, kill death ratio. Um, mm-hmm. kill counter and that was a lot of fun there's been more traffic in imperial city than i've ever seen before really so, okay that's good yeah so there is a huge new like they're doing a great job funneling new customers in uh eso is and some of it is returning customers from the new world situation mm-hmm. and people are like you know there's duping and balancing issues i'd rather go back to a game that's you know having performance issues but at least has all this other stuff like uh engaging combat and uh so target rich environment performance really really bad really bad um but it's weird it's so sporadic uh my buddy and i papa were just talking about this last night and it's kind of like you get a sip where there is no lag there is no performance issues i could break free when i try and pvp functions properly and then something amazing happens and you're like there it is that's what i where have you been you know right. and then the in the very next like battleground or the very next you walk through a door <laughs> and you're and and you're like i cannot even use vigor like <laughs> vigor's not working my gap closer's not working i can't execute right now take flight isn't working why the hell are my weapons under my feet you know, like, mm-hmm. um, just weird things like that. And it's just like, uh, I just wish that, you know, the one out of 10 times was at least five out of 10 times, even half the time it would perform like that and it would be wonderful. So it's very hard not to get resentful or angry or depressed. Like you were saying, when you're playing and you, you have this amazing opportunity to fight this outnumbered group. This is the fight you were waiting for. I like my chances. This is what I live for right mm-hmm. here. The very first CC you take, you can't break free and you die. And 
it wasn't that they were good. And then they teabag you on top of it, right? Uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll, oh, that's yeah. it'll be the one random person that doesn't <laughs> even show up in your death recap, right? Like the group moves on and the one random person just stays and teabags you. And you're like, really? You, you weren't even in my death recap, my guy. Mm-hmm. But it's frustrating. Um, that's the moment that you live for. And you wanted that. Like, let's go can't break free from the first CC and it's so disheartening and then it happens three or four times in a row and you're just like get me out of here get Mm -hmm. me out of here I you know I don't want to do this right now and that's the hard part that's the hard part and then to stay positive about it too when the new PvP contacts you and they say I want PvP training and not to go okay well here here's what you need to do you need to create an armor set that breaks free for you for free and in your CP you need to get the break free you know CP so that way you don't ever die to some BS so but you you don't want to take that you know they still have a journey ahead of them but I would say performance is bad uh, we were in Cyrodiil last night and there was literally like a 60 man group running around and we were mm-hmm. on DC and they were on EP and we were doing open field fights. It was crazy. And half of the group is like bald and moving. And so we're sidestepping it and biting the tail and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then abilities stop working. And like my buddy Papa is like, I literally cannot use abilities. I'm just light and heavy attacking people right now. And he's like, and not only that, like they're not landing sometimes <laughs> you know like yeah. not even landing and so then it's like well what's the point we're literally just coming out and doing this dance where one or two abilities are working and sometimes we're getting killed i'm way over here and dark convergence is over here and it yanks me all the way into dark convergence and i'm like and you get a bird's eye view looking down on the battlefield and all you see is just huge dark convergence <laughs> conglomerates you know and it's and yeah. and then uh plague break explosions and stuff like that and you're just like man like just make it skill-based pvp where these groups are literally having to kill people themselves you know yeah like just make it that i would be a lot of people would be fine with that I don't know. That's where I'm at. Performance is rough. So I did watch Rich Lambert's video where he was like, hey, performance issues like fixing Take Flight, very different team than the team that updates the Crown Store. Made a lot of sense when he said that. I was like, that's always been the case. Yeah, makes sense when he says it. But in that same case, cosmetics and and, uh, Crown Store updates come easier why are we still running around with our weapons underneath us it's not a um it's a cosmetic thing my weapons yeah. are underneath me let's fix that how it's been how long now that, years yeah yeah, let, yeah. Uh. let's fix that you know um and there should be a priority list on what things should be getting fixed over others like take flight is a class defining ultimate that needs mm-hmm. to be fixed properly. And it's either doing one of two things. Either A, it's not working at all and you can't target people. There's a targeting issue with it. Mm-hmm. Or B, um, you're doing, well, there's three things. Or you take the flight. Wing's stuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, and, which is a cosmetic thing, right? It's the cosmetic yeah, aspect yeah, of yeah. the ability. I don't animation kind of, yeah. Animation. But um, the other thing is, uh, I've had people do take flight on me. And I, you know, the knock up, I fly up in the air and I hit the ground and I take 26k fall damage. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's, like oh, trash, no. 
trash the trash the programming for the ability and let's just rewrite rewrite it. Let's just make take flight over again. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't figure it out, just rewrite it. That's yeah. I don't know. And that's that. what they did with a lot of those like gap closes. Like I remember that what's the two handle one? Like people would just end up going through the floor. Yeah. Yeah. But, Crit charge. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I was say, yeah, people, people couldn't use that for like at least a year because you use it and then you just your character would be so mm-hmm. still. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to have Gina um it would be an awesome to have Rich Lambert on the podcast. Uh and yeah. I would have submitted the questions beforehand. <clears throat> But those would be questions that I would ask. Let's talk about Take Flight specifically mm-hmm. and the problems that you guys are running into in doing it. And then I wanted to ask simple questions because sometimes the simple questions, the simple answer is the one that's overlooked immediately. Could we not just scrap Take Flight's programming and just rewrite it? Mm-hmm. The mechanics yeah. of it and the animations. <laughs> Probably takes a while though. Oh yeah, yeah, I would imagine. I think there's a disconnect with players where hey, the whole thing about servers too, like oh, just replace the servers, <laughs> you know, like it sounds yeah. simple or whatever, but I don't right. know. It's probably more complicated than we think. Yeah. And, then, and then or, I think this, I know, this was actually, point but, of view, like, yeah. is it is it profitable for them to be fixing all their old content? Oh. It's not what brings in. I think it's you know? mostly technical, not really biz money, from what I can assume but yeah but if they're putting their efforts into that yeah and they could be putting it into new content like did you see that twitter post by gina by the way since you brought up gina uh grim i did about uh about communication communication and bug tracking and stuff what do you think like what do you think to ollie like how do you i don't know like communication to me is like a two-way thing Yes. Yeah. Like, to me, the problem is like you know how they did those combat preview updates, right? They do it like the weekend before Monday, where mm-hmm. it is the PTS cycle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we're telling you, not talking with you, right? Yes. And yeah. then the whole bug tracking thing. I don't know why that. Like, I don't want to sound like mean or anything, but I don't know why that needed to be asked. Like, what? When she asked, like, what, which bugs are prioritized, I'm just, like, thinking to myself, I mean, sure, there are probably thousands of bugs or whatever, um, and there's, like, you know, typos or NPC dialogues not working, but it's, 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 <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, it's not like game breaking. <laughs> what about, you know, like, skills or, like, maybe an instance being bugged or, like, the door in Wayrus not working. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, things that actually affect players, you know, like, and of course, you know, yeah. the, the, the counter argument is probably going to be like, whoa, whoa don't, don't you think, you know, missing NPC dialogue of also affects players? I'm sure, but like pr- probably to a lesser extent, more less serious in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe I'm biased. Perspective thing, maybe we're in yeah, maybe I'm biased. We, we care more about combat than like dialogue errors. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think that, I think there's a little bit too much of um, listening and waiting to talk on their end because they already have their mind made up um you can kind of see what i'm talking about when we talk about the pts you have a lot of content creators that go on the pts to um target problematic things excuse me and they're like do not send this live dark convergence rothgar's chill you know, play yeah, break. The, the new or, trial as well. People mm. are like, it's kind of dumb that we have to use misform yeah. or whatever. And then, 
Yeah, it gets, it gets changed, given. but it gets changed like six months after it's released, and we yeah we'd already said that that wasn't ideal gameplay. Yeah, I don't think so. This kind of goes on to one of the topics we were talking about. Uh, or you talked about the class rep system. Ah, uh, yes. Every class rep or former class rep that I've talked to, the communication there is only a one-way street. Um, they'll ask you what your opinion is on it, but then nothing is ever done in regards to that opinion because I think the wheels are already in motion. So that's not a real communication. The PTS is similar, I think. The PTS is same. The wheels are already in motion. This is going to go live, and there's only minimal mm -hmm. changes that we can do along the way. Um, and anytime something is identified as major game-breaking and problematic, it ends up going on the six months down the road schedule, right? And so that tells me that the PTS yeah. is not coming out far enough in advance. Right. Yeah, it's, so, it's not a test server. It's a preview server, if anything. Yeah, yeah. That right there. That yeah, right there. I, I've always called it window shopping, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it really is for the next yeah. patch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Real but... communication from her would be different. Real communication would be listening. Why are we doing. Um... Why are we experiencing a little bit of cancel culture in every time someone comes on to the forums cancel culture. And, they're, and they're asking legitimate questions about PvP? <laughs> oh, you're you know. talking about people getting banned from the forums, bro. Right. I've stopped. Mm -hmm. I've tried my best with the forum. I, I stopped going. <laughs> I, I right. don't think. I think there needs to be a new forum, <laughs> honestly. Not yeah. like official forums. I'm like, I don't know. That that place is gone at this so, point. So the forums are not a viable vehicle of transportation with the devs anymore or the powers that be. Mm. Um, the class rep system in my opinion, you would know more is not a viable thing. I could come it's to you viable. and tell you, I could tell you five things that need to be fixed today that would make PVP better. And they wouldn't even be, it would be like, just, I don't even play DK, but fix, take flight, you know, mm -hmm. uh, let's get the weapons out from under us. It's a messing with even beginning or PVP or immersion in the game, you know, like I'm surfboarding on my weapons or I'm running on my horse. And so there's just things like that. But, um, I, I real com sorry. No, no, go ahead. Re real communication would be us saying those things, mm -hmm. and then her taking notes, and then um, saying, "Let's circle around a week from now, and I'm gonna have a time frame on these things, right? Um, an update on these things, and that's how real communication works. Mm -hmm. um, but we we don't have that. Um, I don't know about the class reps, but you know, like I said, everyone like I talk, yeah. Um, so it's also like. Wait, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I talked too uh, much, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that, you know, Payne also brought it up in his stream. Um, one of his streams, like, that the devs basically have their own schedule. Hmm. I, I guess if he knows about that, I can talk about it. Uh, but yeah, they have their own schedule. You know what I mean? So it's, like, completely yeah. different from player expectations or player timelines. Yeah. Or, like, you know what you so I don't know. I don't know how, how that would be solved. I don't know. I think when it comes down to her asking for better communication, communication is a two-way street. It is, yeah. And, and you got to circle back around with uh, timelines, you know, on 
resolving those issues. And I think lag right now across all platforms and all all forums need to just say that is not going to be resolved. So let's not talk about that until they figure out that it is going to be resolved. But it's not an option. Uh, and then we have people that'll say, well, it is an option because New Year's uh, mid-year mid-year mayhem they rent servers and and mid-year mayhem is amazing i got a hundred people running around nuking each other and i don't have lag and it's like i don't know I that's a that. very i know that's yeah, a very popular know. like theory or opinion that people right. have. i even talked to christopher eso about that on the pre one of the earlier podcasts for esou and he, he talked about it. I, I told him yo but christopher like i spent i i, I like no life in blackreach in 2020 you know like i just i spent every waking hour of my life there <laughs> like literally like i was like um i don't know if i ever told you this but like i would fall asleep in my chair on stream all right at 3 a.m no, 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 3 4 a.m in the morning and i would tell one of the people running with me hey uh i'm gonna like you know like power nap a little bit um at this resource tower just hang around with me and just kind of wake me up if there's like an 80 or something <laughs> Oh. And that's how hardcore it is, and I experienced the the worst lag. Like, it, it, and everyone after that event, oh, the lag was so much better. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think that's it. And you know, um, it's not the fact that there's renting servers or whatever, but it's the fact that I think people jump around more between the smaller campaigns, so they experience less lag. You know, mm. but. Yeah, no, 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 I think I think that's it, and also like I mean, maybe because there's less people doing trials or something in Midian Mayhem that like, some of the server <laughs> capacity gets. I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 but know, that's not it. It's just, you know, another uh, weird thing is why could you be one bar pop and still experiencing skill delay and lag? Um, I we've don't know. Got, you know what I mean. We've gone into serial and it's been one bar pop, and we're trying to take a resource and abilities aren't working. We're like, what the heck is going on right now? Like. It's one bar yeah. population. We don't have ball groups jumping around, and so yeah. that's the part that's so hard to figure out. I, I, the only thing, thing I could think would be that it's like server population across all zones maybe affects it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. But yeah, we're going back to communication. I wish they would do. You know, do you remember Robo? Robo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the com the the previous lead combat dev, dude, you know yeah. how they used to always have the ESO live with him, like a lot, but nowadays yeah, the uh, only ESO live streams of devs we get is like, you know, like interesting things too, like sound design and all that, lore, whatever. But at the same time, it's like I I haven't seen a combat <laughs> live stream or like you know where they take questions or anything yeah. in like since Rubble, literally. I yeah. think actually the last one I remember is with Gilliam and. Brian Wheeler, and that was in twenty. You get a couple of like and... No, no, it was twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I, I don't remember, dude. Twenty twenty, twenty nineteen. It's like it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. don't, you, don't you think that message needs to come from somebody that understands PvP inside and out, like super thorough? They understand every class, its strengths and weaknesses, every weapon, every everything, and they have no allegiance to. A, a, a specific a class, well, right? Because class they're, yeah, they're not trying to buff a specific class, is it? So we're not really class reps anymore. That's the thing. It's just yeah. like combat. It's just every like combat related. That's a 
no more it's not like okay i represent magd people still have this weird idea it's like oh do what which class do you represent i'm like <laughs> it's it's, every, one, it's just combat now the I, they should rename it honestly yeah 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 combat reps i think that that would be cool if nothing else why do you guys not get together and do a round circle discussion uh round circle discussion why don't you get together and uh round table discussion just like uh cypher and king richard like Bro, back schedules there's 10 of us yeah they used to yeah. be i'm sure they used to be like they used to release like a pdf of like a meeting between the class reps and that would be cool. So, yeah, so take this. Not all of them need to attend. Just one person who it goes to your content, we'll say, and you're the guy, and it's whoever can attend at this time. And maybe you only have two out of the ten. Maybe you have, and it's always rotating, always different and different perspectives. And that right there would be huge. There you go. Send the check in the mail. Oh. <laughs> That would be huge, though. Class reps and what the class reps messages are going to the devs right now. You are um, forum communications falling down. We don't have a way to communicate. You guys are actively in communication with Gina and with these individuals. You're out there getting drunk with them. So, oh, but, <laughs> well, so, it's not like I talk. Maybe I get drunk. I don't talk about shit with them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but you are the only outlet or inlet you're the you know like effective know. Uh, man i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah uh, when was the Sin last usually, time Sin usually blanks me unless i send like a funny meme or something when was the last time you spoke to gina via email message whatever uh, three weeks ago it would have been maybe when we did, two weeks ago yeah. last week i don't know, I don't know. Months for me. the last time i talked to gina was Never, never. I, and I've never talked to Gina. She's never reached. Yeah, I've emailed her, tried to speak with her. I've never got a chance to talk to her. You have, you know, and you're a class rep. I think that doing that episode, like a consistent state of PvP, and getting those individuals together to talk about things that they've noticed, that would probably be one of the most viewed. You would think from a business, they would view that to say, here's what our class reps are talking about and what they feel right now and um, foremost problems in the game. And they're in contact with our community. Our community knows mm. that if they want to handle situations in the game, they go through our class reps and then our class reps make they make the case on this episode, on this series. All right. So last night, and part of the reason why I overslept, uh, I was on the Tales of Tamriel podcast with Lotus of Doom and Skinny Cheeks. And we talked a lot about this, and, uh, like, you know, we were, I was just joking around, but at the end I got serious, and I, you know, I talked about, like, how they won cyclical, 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 <laughs> cyclical play, player behavior in terms of the business model. I think that's really it. You don't really want long-term, I mean, not want, but, like, you, you want to encourage more cyclical player behavior for profit. Because that makes sense. Like you're more likely to spend money as a cyclical returning player than you are if you're a long-term player. I mean, very clear example. What do long-term players do with crowns? They go to somebody and buy crowns from them with gold. Whereas if you have two cyclical players, they both use their wallets or crowns to buy stuff from their crown store. And I think we can see some cases of that encouragement of the behavior with certain things like, you know. The curated RNG of sets, 
I think that I think that's kind of worrying. I don't know how that will affect player behavior in the, in, in the long run, because like a large part of the game is grinding. Yeah. Right. And then mm -hmm. there's also the fact that PvP and certain things in PV. I don't know. It's like uh, just just encourages that behavior. But yeah, I don't know. So keep this in mind. I'm going to use this in the gym industry, but mm. it's called the average lifetime value of a customer, or average lifetime value of a client. Right. In the gym industry, we want to increase the average lifetime value of a client as long as we can. The longer that they're training with us, we're getting monthly memberships or ESO mm -hmm. plus, um, and they're going to need to purchase new boxing gloves, new geese, new equipment, new whatever, or they're going to, there's ancillary income other forms you know they're mm -hmm. getting uh i'm getting buying the uh, dlc yeah. yeah they're buying the dlc or they're getting supplements at the gym right so here's the one thing that you need to also take into it's the cost per client acquisition how much is it costing them to funnel or continue to pour water into this bucket that has huge holes in the bottom of it you know and the, most of the people that are leaving the game which is called churn or burn they're leaving the game because blocks not working take flight and their skill set gets to a point where they realize and recognize this stuff more right mm -hmm. but it costs money to continually fill the bucket so what is their cost per client acquisition as opposed to just increasing the average lifetime value of a customer through repairing this stuff in the game so you have to take that into account. How much is it their ad spend or advertising and marketing to get the new client? It has right. to figure in because they already have the other people. All they literally need to do is make the game work. Right. So, right? That that's that's tough. I don't know without seeing their books or knowing what <laughs> how, how that breaks down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I wouldn't even. Yeah. I wouldn't even know what I was looking at. I would just be like, "That's a lot of numbers." <laughs> I guess the only difference between that is like, how many how many people can you fit into the gym? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's one of the things that you have to take into uh, into account too is how many people can you fit into the gym where functionality is thing. So that's where it uh, growing and scaling comes into place. So if you're opening a gym and you're $150 a month for kickboxing or MMA, mm -hmm. as your gym starts to fill and functionality within the space starts to get a little rougher, you start scaling your pricing. And as mm -hmm. your churn or burn happens and you're losing clients for this, that, or the other, the new clients that are coming in are coming in at a higher cost. And that higher cost handles maintenance or repairs or fixes the holes in the bottom of the bucket. Um, and so I think that those, I've talked about this before, I don't know that the allocation of funds is proper. Uh, we haven't seen scaling per se, like they haven't changed the price of ESO Plus, but they've made considerably more money off the crown store and all of these um, aesthetics in the game and housing and things like that. Are we seeing those funds put back into the game to hire the proper staffing to fix main you know to seal up the bottom of the bucket and so those are yeah. things that really interesting to me that i would like to have that conversation with gina it's i don't know everything i learn new things every day but i'd like uh, to ask that basic question right like yeah. the average lifetime value of a customer 
how does that equate to and maybe she can't answer that because she's the community man right she's i don't like, think she can't answer that <laughs> we need to meet todd howard on the podcast Come on, you man. know <laughs> oh, man. yeah so maybe we buy out bethesda and like make it a publicly funded company and mm. open <laughs> i'll put in i'll put in 10 bucks right 10 now bucks. yeah let me let me open <laughs> up my crypto wallet yeah. yeah yeah i don't know a lot of interesting questions though that i don't think that they should shirk or should short the long-term players um we were talking about this off air i'm a pvp or almost exclusively mm -hmm. i only leave imperial city or cyrodiil if i'm crafting armor or farming stuff for a build mm -hmm. um but i've spent probably over two thousand dollars with the game mm -hmm. e easily yeah. uh because in-game pvp is also looking good while you kill people too like mm -hmm. i have yeah. a bunch of skins and different mounts and housing and yeah. stuff like that you need it for storage for all the different armor sets and stuff like that i've spent my money in the game too so i don't think it's that pvpers don't make them money it's just that they're a smaller portion of populace right. and therefore if we were going to break them up in those categories they would say, well, PVPers are a smaller portion, therefore they make less money off mm -hmm. PVPers. And it's like, actually, the real way to look at it is statistically, how much do the PVPers spend versus the PVEers? And you might find that the in-game PVPers spend more money right. trying to look good yeah, yeah. and get all this stuff in the game. So I'm not sure that that's sold. I'd want to see the numbers on it, you know? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. why I hate it when people say, oh, they don't care about us because, you know, well, it, it doesn't matter if it's raiders or PVPers in this case. It, uh, we, they, they don't care because we don't make them money. I'm just thinking to myself, how do you know that? You don't know the numbers or anything? Also, yeah. like, it, there's also no data because when people say, oh, they're not making PvP content, it's not, it's not gonna make them money. Well, what about Imperial City? Like, the last PvP DLC was Imperial City. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not enough data. Like, what, what happened? Uh, you know what I mean? Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, a yeah, yeah. P pure, or like, not pure, but like, mostly pvp dlc was i see the last that was in 2016 wasn't 20, real, real godzilla just did an awesome video that talks about how skewed their research is you ever notice that they don't implement one base study they implement something and then also introduce another thing simultaneously mm -hmm. which will affect the numbers yeah. and so let's let's take battlegrounds to um deathmatch only right but then let's also introduce nuclear capabilities dark convergence uh rothgar's chill and whatever right and absolute toxic nuclear capabilities mm. in the pvp and they're and then they'll they'll write a post real godzilla just did this video i just watched it and i'll have to the, watch it the post will say we experience by introducing pv um Deathmatch only, we initially had an increase in PvP with a drastic drop-off. And then he said, how unaware are you that the reason people people loved, oh, finally, now we can actually do PvP and PvP, you know, and we don't have to... I'm I'm for the other game sets, or the other game styles, by the way, in Battlegrounds. I'm but, not. Um, <laughs> well, they're the best ones. I don't yeah, want to tank a load of tanky guys for five minutes yeah. things to do. Yeah. the game so, modes are i don't know 
we'll rewind and come back yeah. to that. But I, I am for them for a specific reason. But um, you know, let's do uh, deathmatch only. And well, the increase was people were like, "Cool, deathmatch only, let's go." And then they get into it and start experiencing all the like how terrible Dark Convergence was and every all these mm-hmm. sets. And they're like, "Thanks, but no thanks." This is right. the worst PvP experience I've ever had. Right. Yeah. I was one of those people. I was like, yeah. this is freaking stupid. I'm not even yeah. stepping into Battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that's where I lived. You know, and I'm like, I was mad and bitter. Like, why would they introduce this? This is literally I understand. Let's introduce these sets that will help you combat ball groups. <clears throat> ball group, you're also giving the ball groups those sets. Right. Yep. Exactly. You're not, it's the you're same not thing over ever. and over. Over and over. It, it doesn't matter if it's a skill or a set. Remember Proxy that they buffed it a lot? Yeah. Was it 2015, 2016? They're like, yep. okay, now you can kill Vulgars. <laughs> Vulgars running Proxy that. Duelist running, running you know, yeah, Proxy yeah. this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it like, happened with those Cyrodiil uh, tests what? as well when they were like, you know, changing whether you could heal outside your group and all that kind of stuff. And there's uh, one with the, GCDs, like Yeah, like the cooldowns. No one was in Cyrodiil. And they're like, oh, the lag's fixed. Well, of course it's fixed. There's no one playing. That. You've got to look at the data. Same story over and over, man. Yeah. The, the, the results are skewed because of things. Um, going back to the different battleground things i like the different battleground things because for me having themed builds or thematic different mm-hmm. play styles i might in deathmatch me making a tanky build um i'm bringing zero value to the team because once they realize i'm the tanky guy they just ignore me right <laughs> and and so then my team, it's literally a three-man team out there trying to do things. And I'm out there in the middle like, attack me, attack me, you know? Here I am. And they're like, right. yeah, you idiot. Who comes to Battlegrounds with 40, 50k health? And so, um, but in the other game styles, if I wanted to put um, a build together that's PvP viable, a tank, I put it together um, and... It's the objective base, like capture the flag, and all the teams are converging, and they're and they have to kill everyone there. They can't ignore anyone, otherwise they can't flip the flag, you know, or whatever. And so I like the them for that regard. Also, um, probably fifty percent of the new PVPers that I run into, they hate deathmatch. They hate it. Because that pressure moment where they're getting killed and they're fumbling or whatever, it happens to them over and over again. And so for those people, you we need a lower barrier of entry. And let's do a objective-based stuff where PvP is possible, but it's not the yeah. foremost thing that's required, yeah. right? And so you they'll get a little... stay out of combat in a, in a death match. Right. Flag games. I'm a PvPer, but I realize that there's value there in those other game modes because mm-hmm. there's no way we're going to get these people that want the... They don't want to get killed over and over again, but they also want to PvP. We got to get their toes in the door. We got to get them in somehow. And that's how you do it is introduce them to a PvP environment where they may or may not actually have PvP, you know, a right. run in. And that's a low barrier of entry for them. So I I get that, but at the same time, it doesn't like some of these game modes, and especially with the level or map design for these game modes as well, and along with the lack of incentive to win. It, 
it just kind of encourages you to not PvP. Yeah. And that's where I'm dissatisfied with the current state of things. Even the layout of the BGs itself, like the 4v, 4v4, yeah. I think with certain game modes like Chaos Bow or, or you know, holding, going to the flags and ignoring fights, that is not good as well. That's, yeah. I don't know. And I think, you know, we also talked about this a little bit as well. I think soft content makes soft players. I, I said this on last night's podcast yeah. with yeah. T- Tales of Terminal. I think soft content makes soft players. If you're gonna have these this soft content, then you're never gonna get players who actually do want to improve. I mean, look at yeah. Overland content. How does that prepare somebody for veteran dungeon? Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> or how does yeah. veteran dungeon even prepare yeah. them for pet they come back to it like every every you every know. week? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I guess we also have to be aware that we're like the, you know, the minority. Really. We keep saying Most, that. Yeah. That's that's what I'm hoping to change this over. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely get the other um, class reps together. I would set a day and time for you. It could be a significant, um, a, a really viewed thing. Everybody knows where to go to view the class rep discussions. That'd be something for you. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they used to have meetings and post it on the forums, like the meeting notes. But yeah, we have. Well, I've seen that for years. We can we can talk about what we forward to the devs and shit, we, but. Without like, because we're under NDA, we can't talk yeah, about. That's the thing. We can't yeah. talk about what they tell us without asking them. Hey, is it okay to tell them? That's how right. it works. Think and, about the uh, community though. If the masses see their class reps talking about the pain points that they're having and saying it, and they know the masses know that that you are in communication with Gina and you are in communication with these people that are difference makers, they're finally going to feel vindicated or justified i guess that well at least it's out there right it's out there our class reps are are going to bat for us they're 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 saying that this is a a thing let's see what happens so i think that that's a good start for you yeah maybe yeah or or i think i think your unique interactions your your youtube channel is going to um have like 200 400 comments after every episode like oh i doubt that <laughs> contradicting you know you're gonna say something like we really need to focus on fixing take flight and there's gonna be 50 people that are like why do pvpers always get to dictate what gets fixed blah 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 you know <laughs> oh, man. it's gonna be grim arguing with people in the comments <laughs> Bro. Uh, man but yeah let's rewind the all the way back to pvp the state of pvp I don't know. Uh, so Grim gave his thoughts. What, what, what about Yali? What do you think about PvP? And you're mostly a PvEer, right? Mostly a PvP. Yeah, Raider. I mean, I yeah. do, I do PvP. I'm, I'm getting up to my third Grand Overlord now. I'm at like, mm-hmm. is it like, I, I third Grand Overlord? What the fuck? <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm just like an AP farmer. I don't take it too seriously. Yeah, and that's um, another just, thing too, right? With AP. Yeah, there's Doesn't so many really... different ways to play it. Like, yeah, but it doesn't incentivize you to fight. That's that's what yeah. keeps getting me about these systems. The reward system, if there is a reward system. For me, the reward modes. is just having more stars. That's I mean, that's it's like looking cool, just, like feeling like I you know. Wait, what, what do you feel about how's PP on PCU? Because I know it's a whole different world over there. It's compared to PCU and there. really different. I so first of all, like the the prime time is way slimmer because we're all within about an hour of each other time zone wise mm-hmm. so it's like 
7 to 10 p.m. You get like three or four hours. Whereas NA, as I understand that you've got like Oceania players. A shitload of time zones, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got like four time zones in the US, three or four time zones in the US. Five, okay. So um, I don't know how that affects the lag, but maybe it affects the population. So we've got like a lot of players playing between, yeah, sort of 6 and 10 p.m. So even like the last two weeks, I've experienced um, lag, so not lag, uh, queues from like 6 p.m. The, the campaigns will be locked and then it won't, it won't, you won't stop needing to queue until like 10, 11 p.m. at night. Um, and it's laggy, it's really laggy. Um, on the flip side of the thing, what we've also got is there's a lot of very strong players on EU. And whenever I watch these um, like compilations from NA streamers, now I don't know whether that's just because they're, it's the videos that, <laughs> the clips that they're picking. Obviously, you're not going to pick a clip where you're like yeah. against some like tough guy, but um, they're kind of wiping through people real hard. And then I'll, I'll try, I'll try the build out, and I'll get like completely, you know, face smashed on EU. But I don't know, maybe, maybe the skills are different. I, f- I feel like it's a di- it's a very different environment. Yeah. NA PvP to EU PvP. Like I played a little bit on NA PvP. Um, and the la- the lag was not as bad. Like even with the like two hundred milliseconds mm-hmm. from EU to NA, like it was, it was fine. At what was meant to be prime time, I think. Yeah. So there's, I don't know. There's two theories. Yeah. One theory is uh, the metas are so different. That's why mm. an NA build won't work on the EU. But uh, I think the second more popular theory now is EU's just so much far ahead. In terms of PvP theory crafting, at this point, because PCNA right. is kind of—I don't know—like in my opinion, I think as far as PvP, as far as the state of PvP goes for PCNA, I think it's dead or dying. <laughs> I I don't see much hope for it anymore, unless something happens this year. You know, maybe who knows? Yeah, I mean, well, it's like Cipher doesn't really play much. Doesn't play at all, does he? Cipher? Cipher PK. Bro, he's been gone since twenty like seventeen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking that was, about? That's that when I remember like <laughs> NA PvP. Feng Rush hot. left, dude. Feng, yeah, Feng, Feng Rush, Rush left. left this year. No, this past year. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it's like, bro. Yeah, <sighs> need some more big PvP streamers, maybe. But I mean, I mean, we can we can share like builds and stuff across. Service. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, for PvP, I think a large part of why I don't have hope for PvP at this point is there's no, there's no community for PvP anymore, or any like voice really. It's all like disembodied voices saying, "Oh, a fixed lie, whatever." And but there's like no direction. There's like no communal effort to say, "Okay, let's try to bring in more players for PvP." But like, PvPers can complain all they want about like. You know, oh, the yeah. Zoss isn't fixing the game, or there's no PvP content. But at the same time, the behaviors I've seen in the, within the past two years, and I get it. I completely yeah, understand. I, I mean, last that. night I was on PlayStation, this random PvP here on PlayStation, right on stream. Yeah, he kept whispering me, this re- <laughs> like these fucking random hate whispers. PvP here, and I was in, I was in Shadowfen, Sky Shard hunting. Like how bored, or like how like bad as PvP to the point where you're just kind of like making or creating content for yourself. You know, like it's like I get it. So, I don't mm. know, man. 
I think community wise. Yeah, like... I think it's, it's definitely not a priority really for for people. I mean, most people get into ESO for like story, and then maybe they'll dabble in a little bit of PVE. But PVP is like such a separate thing that people aren't people don't get into it. And obviously, when they hear that other people are saying, "Oh, it's laggy, it's terrible," then it, oh, it's nothing there to entice them into trying it. Yeah, I don't know. I think community wise. It's gone. It's too far gone. People don't care anymore. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Some players I know who would have been like, you know, and Grim talked about this earlier with prop sets and how, you know, I guess like really good PVers try to stay away from there, but it's like at this point, it's like, what? Who cares? You know, or people who wouldn't ex have exploited in the past also, like, at this point in time, they don't care. They're yeah. exploit. My it, buddy it, and I threw Plague Break on for the very first time yesterday or the day before absolutely freaking broken that set is so freaking broken right and i just put it on and i'm just like nuking groups and i'm just like it's literally no brain pvp i just jump into a group hit my ultimate and just spin to win everyone blows up and dies and i'm like that's not fun no, i mean it's exactly. it's it's funny but <laughs> but, but it's not yeah, you know, right, after right, like the right. Six, seventh time of it happening to you you're like, i'm done I'm yeah, I'm like, why is this in the game? Why is this even in the game? I get it. Like, it's so gross on PvE. Like, you could clear full rooms and mobs, and mm -hmm. uh, it's just ridiculous. But from a PvP standpoint, it should not be a set. It's not. It doesn't. It's not conducive of a healthy PvP environment when you have that type of nuclear capabilities. And mm -hmm. so, that's where the problem is at. Is they need um, a voice. They need someone that says no to that set in a pvp environment because it's problematic immensely problematic and if people want to wear it let them wear it in battlegrounds or they shouldn't probably even be able to wear it in battlegrounds but let them wear it in pve while they're grinding mobs or doing trials or doing dungeons not in the pvp atmosphere at all mm -hmm. and they need somebody to stand there you know to just stick by that and what will happen over the next month when that becomes a thing people will be like boo you got our proc sets taken care of way and boo you did this but people eventually will, over the course of the next year will learn how to actually pvp mm -hmm. and they'll learn how to not be carried by completely broken sets mm -hmm. and um there'll be more riveting pvp gameplay you know yeah. um i don't know that's that's kind of where they need to go it's, it's, it's happened in PvE as well. I remember, like, they changed the healing that you could only use one orb at a time, and people were like, this it changes the game completely. I, it I does. hate it. it I don't like it. I, I can't spam illustrious healing on healing springs anymore. But really, I think it's made healing better, and I think people just need to sort of give it a give it a chance. Really. But yeah, but you see where I'm going with this, right? With the whole community aspect mm. of it too. Like, it's just. It's so downhill at this point. And with Frame Rush leaving, I mean, a lot of people don't like Frame Rush. <laughs> I get it, you know. Um, or like, whatever. And But he took a lot of people with him, too. There's no semblance of a community. So you don't have a voice. If you don't have a voice, what do I mean? Yeah. What? But I and mean, then, what, what motivates then, you guys to PvP? Like, why I mean, Why do you go Fun, into, I guess. You know, you know for Grim. <laughs> you know, he's teaching people, yeah. right? I think he's one of the few PvPers trying to actively teach people. I mean, I get that there's PvPers who do teach people. 
but that they're not like actively going out of their way to teach people, bring new players in, and it's telling new players, hey, you know, I think that the most recent case of that was Annie, um, and like four bucks doing like this Pokemon guild thing where they pick up new players in zone chat. And oh, they and fight. they have them fight each other, but they teach them. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. <laughs> they teach them. They teach okay. them. Or, or that sounds good. They, they taught them. They gave them gear. They golded out their weapons and stuff like that. And they said, "Okay, fight each other, right? And we'll <laughs> teach you, right?" But like that—that that was the last attempt, and not attempt, but like that was the last thing related to bringing new players in. And of course, it, you know that didn't. Yeah. Go for, go on for too long, so it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think you're you're it. You you have a platform. What? Uh, you're it. You have what a platform. What, 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 you can make my fuck no. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how quick he was through that too? He's like, yeah. hey, happening. <laughs> no, there's other people here. I'm not a peep here. I'm just a, I'm just a fucking, and I'm just a PVEer. Mm. So, and, I, and you know, some PVEers don't like me. Some, be like the community, PVEers. be the PVP community. You guys are the class reps, right? Um, start yeah, but... that, start that channel, and the whole community that that you could kind of be this filter, and then you can decipher what's really of importance and what's not, and where viewpoints are skewed you know and what the what the hot topic should be and then you do an episode discussing those hot topics and the masses will feel really good that their class reps are actually discussing visually they can hear and see them discussing these and they know that Gina and those individuals are going to watch what the class reps viewpoints are and it's your way to it's a platform that the masses don't have the forums are supposed to be that, and they're not. It's just a ban fest, you know, whenever you... <laughs> Why are you they know? banning people? Because, like, people keep bringing this up in my YouTube comment section or whatever about the forums. I, I haven't really checked the forums in a while, but what are they posting that's getting them banned? Is it just fix the game or, like, lag? Or, or are, are they saying, like, stupid shit with that? You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. it's, there's a problem here, too, with how players communicate. Let's say, you know, we, we all agree that communication is two-way straight. But the way that some players communicate or try to communicate their concerns about it is just is fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like they just sure, say yeah. they just say the most stupid shit with yeah. some valid feedback, like, like in there. But like it's like, bro, yeah, like, like insulting, uneducated. Yeah, insult, like practice. they're just like, fire, you know, like fire the crown sword doves or whatever. What the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is not how you like, because everyone has an ego, for sure. Every devs have an ego. You have an ego. Everybody has an ego. Once you kind of discard the idea that hey you know like these people are just faceless humans or like whatever then there's no communication it's over yeah i don't know so what are people saying that's getting the man real godzilla did a video on this not too long ago but uh -huh. he made he made a post and it was one of the most well put together well um he discussed here's the thing you can't complain about things without actually proposing a fix right work around Right. right. Otherwise, it's just whining, you know. Mm -hmm. So he puts together this really good video with some options and the the why, why it's important that these things are fixed. And I was like, that's a really good video and that's a really good post. And well, then he posts it on the forums. And of course, 
all the different people have all the different takes on it mm -hmm. and there's bad stuff that shows up in the comment section uh -huh. and then the entire thing gets taken down okay so that's okay, but that's not really getting banned for posting the feedback right that's just kind of like right the right. getting locked as a video it's or yeah. things are escalating <laughs> yeah. so it's really <laughs> but, hard to get good messages out because of that they need to be able to shut off comments to where he can post his piece there's no comments allowed mm. and it's out there for the world. And the only thing that they can do is interact with it with a thumbs up or a thumbs down, whatever. Mm. And a thumbs up and a thumbs down would tell you kind of wh where the masses are at, right? Like if he did that post and there's 10,000 thumbs ups and 200 thumbs downs, the devs should probably take heed. Look at them, right? Yeah, and th but. that's really how that needs to do. But people are getting, like Sawman UK or... or um, Captain Crunch was on Rich Lambert's thing, and he was asking questions like, you know, at what point are we going to fix this, or when are we going to do that? And Rich was mm -hmm. in a mood where he's just tired of, you know, I'm tired of answering these questions or listening to this stupid stuff. And so he was just firing back, like, and next thing you know, it's the admins for Rich. I doubt, I didn't see Rich, like turn over here and go right. dip, 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 no i saw the vod i watched the vod and i know what got that the, the captain crush i think it was banned yeah and it yeah. was not a good question i think the whole thing yeah. was not good like it's from the start it's that the question it's was like what was it how it's presented it like, right well he how said like well, why don't you fire the crown store people <laughs> <laughs> and hire more bug fixers. <laughs> I mean, I get the sense of it. I understand where he's coming mm. from. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, communication. But I think also that... that I don't I don't talk about because I think it's kind of meaningless, the whole interaction. But, like, it just, like... Again, it was ego. Everything... Everyone's ego was there. You know? Because, yeah. like, mm -hmm. the way the question was presented was, like... It was like an attack. You know what I mean? And Have you ever met... Have you ever met Sawman UK? Have I met him? I've talked to yeah, him in like talked DMs. Him. I've I've seen some of his videos. Um, yeah, so he I, does some. Really he does some of the most memey uh -huh. YouTube stuff that you could ever see, right? Like he really does stuff where I'm just watching it, shake my head, and I'm I'm laughing, you know. But I'm just like, oh my gosh. But his message is on point. Like he's on point with the message. It's the delivery that I would say is. <laughs> You know what? Mission accomplished. His delivery's on point too, because that's how he presents things, right? It's a meme type, whatever. Off air, he is one of the most well-educated, smart guys uh, that I've ever talked to, and Delta is gaming as well. Mm -hmm. And um, but it's interesting. Like we wouldn't want him to be our spokesperson right yeah we, we we wouldn't want him pleading for the state of pvp why don't like, the pvpers get together and choose some or like or just like agree on something a direction or like how you want to enter because for me for us for raiders for pv for the pv side of things we have we have a similar issue where we had historically we had a similar issue um like we were pretty toxic at least back then and of course we realized at a certain point we can't continue like this. If we want people to be interested in what we're doing, and we want, you know, we, we gotta bring in new players, we gotta teach them, we gotta let go of some of the stupid shit we're doing, the drama, the egos, everything. Yeah. And we did that. I don't know why PvPers don't want to do that at this point. 
It's all, it's still, I go to YouTube, and it's all exposed video, or like, stream or whatever, yeah. like, come on, like, so I don't, you know what I mean? Like, why don't people just do that? I think it's just like the nature of like streaming and content creation that you're not going to get, like, some level-headed smart dude's probably going to get less viewers than the guy that's raging. Yeah, I, know, I, I realize that, but like... And they'll have less of a voice. At, at, at this point, why don't PvP content creators, at, at the very least, get together? Have you guys gone together? Yeah. You yeah, have? I mean, that's what the podcasts are for and stuff like that. Uh -huh. um, I can tell you... So Delty and I, we talk about this stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there is there no one else is probably one of the most well-spoken, well-thought mm -hmm. PvP individuals that I've talked to. I really value is there no one else's take on things. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind that the meta between console and the meta between EU and the meta between NA has to come into play Okay. Um, when you're talking about PvP because they're different things. And really, someone... That will really be in the know has to play on piece on playstation has to play on xbox has to play pcna and pceu to understand that you know but is there no one else is not pitching for a class he's pitching for balance he's pitching for right. proc sets hindering not helping in a <laughs> pvp environment he's pitching totally. for performance um but he'll he'll work around performance and he would be, I would say he and Deltia for sure would be in, if I had to pick top five, those guys are in the discussion mm -hmm. where if Gina or somebody needed to reach out to a PVP -er and they needed to say, and like real something was going to happen by the answer, those two people would be the ones for sure that were in the talks because they're going to know, don't do that. Or yes, do that. If you do that, uh, we'll have balance in the force. If you don't do that, we're going to have absolute chaos till the next time that you get around to fixing it. And it will be a, um, ne not a healthy environment for that time frame. So, but are those people going to step up and do that? Or do they just feel like their voice is lost to the void? Like if you ask Fangrush, that's what Fangrush would say. You know? Oh, Fangrush yeah. Would... I watched his last patch. It was depressing. Yeah. That... <laughs> That's what he would say. That's that's what he has said. What's the point? What's the point to a class rep when I say don't do this because here's why and I can list five negative things that are going to come from this and it still happens anyways. You know, like it's just a glorified what, you know, like here's our class rep but we literally don't have any ability to sway the outcome, you know. So, I don't know. That he's one of the few since he's not here i can tell you you know he's one of the few that had issue but you have to go bio right what's that you have to go bio right yes i'll be yeah, right yeah. back yeah, yeah, yeah sorry i'm i'm so like bursting oh okay right. everyone's going by okay i'll i'll yeah. keep i'll keep everyone entertained <laughs> all right <laughs> yes. be right back <laughs> oh shit turn off the camera it's whatever but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the podcast. I, I think we'll probably wrap it up here pretty soon. I don't want to kill people with bladder poisoning. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's interesting. I really like the talk about the MMA and the gym analogy with ESO. You can find Grimsforge Gaming on YouTube. He also teaches people in his Discord server about how to PvP. Um, I don't know. What, let me see what you guys are saying. Everyone's about them, right? 
What do you guys want us to talk about next, or do you guys want to do you guys want to go ahead to questions and uh, asking questions? Q and A session. It starts now and later. Anyone? Any opinions? Play is balanced. Okay. We're miscapping. I guess we'll I guess we'll skip to the QA session. If no one has anything you guys want us to talk about. Talk about what got you guys in PvP to start. Uh, oh, we talked about that earlier. Combat and friends and so forth. You know, having fun. Well, that's a good question about healing PvP. So, I'm going to bring that up because there's an interesting thing here with healing PvP. What are your thoughts on PvP? Planesbreaker? Yeah. I'm in the wrong place. Man, we've been going for a while, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half hours. And... You gotta go soon, right? I know, we're, we're missing a tank. Oh, okay. So... I should PvP again? Fuck that. I don't wanna PvP. I think it's gone. <laughs> I really think it's gone, man. I really do. Gameplay-wise? Community-wise? It's gone. It, change, it changes every couple of months, though. I mean, like, ah, just take gone. a break for a bit and then come back. I, 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 I have been on break. I haven't been PvP in months. Oh. I don't want to go. Well, like, Dark Convergence shit. isn't as bad now as it was. I'm not talking about Dark Convergence, so like, it's everything. It's, it's everything. The PvP. gameplay, the people. It's just, it's just all fucked. <laughs> I mean, I'm, there's, like, good kernels. There's, like, really cool people and there's really nice people but it's like I don't know man it's just nice I don't see it I just don't see it happening people don't give a shit anymore and that's okay I get it I don't give a shit either <laughs> but man it's whatever I think we got two more topics to talk about and then we will move on to Q&A Sure. One topic is healing PvP. And why that's kind of like... Looked down upon. <laughs> How to get started. Mm. It really is. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Uh, hey, welcome back. How'd it, we got how'd two it more, go? We got two more topics to talk about. Okay. And we'll, and we'll move on to Q&A from chat. Um, so, the uh, one topic that was brought up while you guys were gone. Uh, healing in PvP. What are your feelings on it? Because there tends to be a stigma, or not stigma, but like looking down on just just healing in PvP. Does that make sense? You don't even talk about it, right? They're the heroes we need, and but we do not deserve. Yeah, someone yeah. told me like they went into a BG's queue as a healer, and they asked the group to stay together. And even though they won the match, they got trash talk for being a healer by their own team. <laughs> what? Not, not, not <laughs> uh, <shit. laughs> you know. 
It's like, what? What are people talking about, man? I don't know. But yeah, traditionally, not traditionally, historically, it, it, it's kind of always been looked down on, especially really? by like, yeah. I think some one VXers, some one VXers, and some like PEPers have this notion that you're a bad player if you just heal in PEP, or like you're just annoying to kill. I think is uh, I think that's where it stems from. You know what I mean? I think that's an interesting. So icy. Icy Fire Gaming, he's a host or co-host for the Three Skeevers. He's probably one of the most accomplished, best PvP healers in uh, NA. I can say that for sure. He's a very high MMR for Battlegrounds. Um, He's been in, with me, just in our training sessions, we've been in you know, crazy 2VX scenarios where we've wiped huge groups. And um, I think it's just a different thing. I can tell you if you're in a battleground and at high MMR, most high MMR teams are running around with a designated healer in the group. Right. And they're super Mm, strong, right? It's super strong. We've run into them where they've got two designated healers, right? And then two just really good damage guys that can uh, turn it out. And that's what high MMR is. So I think that's a lack of understanding. Like, you can't bash being a healer in Battlegrounds when it's actually almost a prerequisite for being mm-hmm. high MMR, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's somebody that doesn't know what's going yeah. on. Wait. And... Ball groups as well, like a group of 12, five of them will be healers, to be honest. Well, everyone's yeah. huge healing, but like there's well, still yeah, two yeah. or two or so dedicated healers, like actual dedicated healers. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to 1vx or, t- or 2vx, we'll say, if you're trying to 2vx, it does take a little bit away from the accomplishment when you have a pocket healer. Um, does it though? Because it, like well, everyone focuses the healer at that point, right? Yeah. But just that time frame where they're focusing the healer allows you to focus them and kind of this bait, right? It's like they got to kill you before I kill them and I'm really good at killing. And so it's like that whole thing. But to some people, it takes away. To some people, they're like, there are 1VXers or 2VXers out there that are like, they'll discredit. Well, you've got a pocket healer. Um, and it's not you. How do you do uh, against outnumbered situations by yourself when your class and your build or whatever, you've got somebody healing you. Of course you're going to win, right? Mm-hmm. And so they write it off like that. And so, I don't know. If the highest MMR almost requires at least one PvP healer and you're seeing really high skill set healers at that, it stands to reason that they should be in the food chain the importance is there. It's re- almost a requirement mm-hmm. to be high MMR. So they can't really argue the point that they're not valuable in PvP. So. Yeah. Now, I'll... the amount of healing might be something like cross healing and things like that. That right. might be something that you discuss. And, you know, yeah. should, should healing, healing should be maybe just based off of max stat. Imagine if you got rid of, uh, you know, some other things like you've got DPS classes that might have seven, eight K weapon damage and they're healing scaling off of that. And so like their bigger ticks are four K bigger ticks. And it's just like really silly because it's scaling off of weapon and spell damage 
you know, as opposed to max stat. So yeah, I think when you when you group a couple of healers together and they become unkillable, then that I think that's like a sort of pain point. It's a bit frustrating. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe there could be something to be done about how much healing goes out and maybe scaling it down with the amount of people that's in the group or something like that just to mm. make it a little bit more balanced, maybe. Yeah, that's the first thing when we jump into a group. Uh, not necessarily a ball group because it's never safe to jump into a well put together ball <laughs> yeah. group, but yeah. I'm jumping into a like a PVE 20 man guild outing. The first thing that we do is we take a poke at them to see how they recover from it because some people mm. just simply don't even heal. And it's like, yeah. what are you, what, what are you <laughs> running around with half health, my guy? Like, heal yourself, you know? Somebody heal this guy. But you take a poke at them with like a heavy attack Dawnbreaker and see how they recover. But in that moment, you're noticing who's throwing out heals on the back row. And so I, I can say out of this 20 man group, we've got three designated healers on the back. And then what we do is we do kind of a phalanx. So I'll fall back to reapply my buffs and the next person, if it's a two V X situation, they step up. And now any incoming damage is absorbed by them. I can freely reapply my buffs, get my heals going, and just when they need to retract, I step in. And that allows us to keep pressure on a group. And ideally, we don't want them to sit in a room all stacked on top of one another. It's really hard to kill Bob right in front of, you yeah. know, Lisa and Sarah who are trying to heal him or Tyler or whatever. Um, so we need the group. We need to keep poking them until they start moving and as the group moves as a whole then that establishes a tail then you bite the tail and start killing people on the back end and sometimes you might be able to on that time you push into the group you can push back to the back row and burst one or two of the healers uh, right in front of everybody and then retract and don't let them get the res off and then it, um, that's how you can kill large groups outnumbered but mm -hmm. um, I don't know like I think I think healers are, when I'm running with Icy, I feel infinitely better than not, you know, like, yeah, there might be times I can't break free and he's just going to heal me through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. uh, yeah. I think they're super valuable. I think they're an, an interesting part of PVP. Like, you know, it gives you a target to focus, but then there's, yeah, there's upsides and downsides. Like if you're focusing the heal, obviously you can't, the, the other guy's going to be able to heal himself up and. I think it adds an interesting dynamic. I don't think people should be shaming people for being... Well, it's the same thing for tanking in PvP, right? Just blocking. <laughs> There's a lot of people on that too. more annoying though, because tanks aren't necessarily achieving anything other than being a sort of... Uh, you know, maybe. Tanking people. I had uh, somebody ask me, it was one of my training videos like evergreen content and they said how do you deal with tanks how do you kill tanks and i my answer was you kill them with kindness yeah, um just you just just leave them alone but while sure. you're bored kill all their friends and make them watch you know <laughs> and so yeah. that that's the answer kill them with kindness yeah i feel, yeah that's why i feel like tanks are a bit less uh useful because i think to smart players Tanks are just going to get ignored. They're not going to take a flag on their own necessarily in, in Cyrodiil. Whereas healers, at least, they're like keeping the DDs alive and they're actually making the, the battle change a little bit or keep it going. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting in Battlegrounds. So the two things, I never thought about healers being looked at that way. I've never experienced that concept or thought. 
but it's usually tanks and night blades. If you queue into a battleground and you look and you've got one night blade in the group, you might as well just assume this is going to be a 3v4v4, v4, yeah. right? Because he's always, he's solo or always <laughs> stealthed, right? They don't even see him anyways. They only see us three. We're taking all the initial pressure and all the damage. Mm. So the only way at the higher MMR is that guy needs to be super proficient at killing people. Like so proficient at killing them that his value, that's where his value's at. But if they're too busy dodge rolling around and being kitey and not actually taking heads home, there's no value there as a Nightblade. Um, you're just a detriment to the rest of the team. So, and the same is for tanks. Unfortunately, yeah. tanks aren't going to be killing people and they're just going to stand. All they can do is body block for you or provide a moving line of sight, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, or the they on the reses. I love that. I do like that. that. <laughs> yeah, or they bring uh, a crowd control aspect. They have both mm. hard CCs and soft sure. CCs, and maybe they help you in a resource require. You know, now I don't have to expend the resources to maintain my CCs on everybody on the field that we're fighting. My tanks got that. I can just go pure offense. So, there is value there. Uh, that would be like a support CC or a support tank. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ollie, do you remember our second topic I mentioned? <laughs> no, because you only you said the first what one and then Grim, Grim came back. I said out loud. Oh, what was the second topic? I don't think you did. You said you wanted Q&A's, but you did have it. You had a second topic. No, the second topic was it's content for PvP. So, Rich has said many times they're not going to do anything for PvP until performance is fixed. And he has said I made a video about this some time ago, and I had the clips of him saying it. It's fixable. <laughs> I think it's, I, I, it's not the exact quote he said. It's fixable. It's hard, or like it's 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 hard to fix, but it's fixable. Can we fix lag in PP? Yes, we can. He said, and then he kind of go out went into this like uh, not rant, but like a uh, little statement about like oh you know we really miss the fact that you can have um, massive PP, like large group versus group. So what do you think, like, I don't know, man. Do you think anything's coming for PvP this year? Or do you think it's just... What, what, what would you it's, hope it's, to it's see for PvP, a, honestly, as a PvP? It's, it's a risk to, like, invest that time and money in it if you don't know whether it's going to pay off or not, because if it's not, like, going to pay, pay you back in terms of, you know, are more people going to get into PvP and more people spend money on the game? Like, is it going to be worth it? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that it is. It's kind of like a catch-22. Like if you've if you've got a bad Cyrodiil experience, people aren't going to want to play it, mm -hmm. and and then you know, that's going to lose you money as well. So it's whether they want they're happy to take the hit on spending their time and money on fixing something. No. Yeah. Not going to get anything out of it. Um. I think it comes down to if you say you can fix it, then you need to fix it. Like integrity mm. is is important. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think that if if you say you can fix it and you're going to fix it, then it needs to happen. So when what year did they when did they announce the year of performance and we were going to do twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. They had the little roadmap. Yeah, we're twenty twenty two now, and it ha it is progressively getting worse. For sure, um, you know, I, I see and I were 
Um, what if we they deleted just... Serial? Honestly, like, I'm giving up on Cyrano. I'm giving up on Cyrano. It's too big, it's too light, it's too dead. (laughs) Yeah, so I did a video on this nine months ago, Uh and it was like Cyrodiil destroyed. Um, If How long has the war been waging there? Like, Uh, lore-wise? I don't know, actually. I don't know how long the war... How long long does the war last? Does anyone know? Hundreds of years? No, it's not hundreds. It's like... A few, uh, is it a decade? Not even a decade? I don't know. It would be a long time. Over over that time frame, the 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 uh, environment will have taken. It, it will have changed, right? A war torn area changes in its environment or changes its landscape, right? And so they have that thing where they could actually just on a PTS redesign or rebuild Cyrodiil with um zones so if mm, there's ball okay. ball groups up in this zone you know and you make it to where the mile gates or the water if people want to dive into the water and kill themselves they can they're not going to be able to get across which is how it is right now so make it to where there there's a loading spot on the bridge where you load into the next zone so we can start controlling the ball group lag and so Whatever's going on in the top right-hand portion of Cyrodiil that's causing whatever gameplay problem. Hello? Hello? Am I still alive? I'm still alive! The Discord crashed, I think. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Okay, we have some technical difficulties. Oh, hello. Yeah, we have some technical difficulties, apparently. Are we- we're back? I think so. We're having a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> See, you start you start talking about getting rid of Cyrodiil, and it's over. <laughs> we get cancelled immediately. We get cancelled. <laughs> you have just triggered so many people. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I, I get that a lot. A lot of people are like, don't you dare touch my Cyrodiil. And I'm like, hey, you can have your mount simulator. Like, do you not want it to, <laughs> do you not want it to work? That's the real question. Like, Pop and I were talking. What if they said, "Hey, we need to take Cyrodiil, Cyrodiil down for three months to fix it"? I would be cool with that. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, it, sure. I don't care if they took two years. Two years. Take it down <laughs> and fix it, because it would be the most glorious thing ever. Like yeah. we were out, th- we're out there running around fighting that sixty-man group, and we're like, "Dude, if we could just use abilities, this would be great." <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I, I just don't I, I wish they would do that take it down if it takes three months if it takes th- three years take it down you know they couldn't they can do that that's the thing you know how I know that they did it for VAS hard mode or not VAS hard mode they did it for the trial there's a uh, asylum sanctorium there's a trial oh, that yeah. gets bugged every patch one patch it got so bugged to the point they closed it you couldn't pour it in you couldn't go in so they can do it. 
They can. They, they can. can close instances. Yeah. Yeah, they can. Take it down and just fix it. And um, you drive traffic to Battlegrounds. You drive traffic to um, Imperial City. Traffic has been really good in Imperial City, by the way, on NA. So yeah, you keep saying that. I'm surprised, actually. A lot of fun. Usually I've had bad. the most... Yeah. I mean, I it's been... Down in the sewers, it's like PvE guild night for mm -hmm. whoever, yeah, you know. A lot of PvE we, guilds go to the sewers, for sure. Yeah, so it's fun to poke them, and they're going to kill you. It doesn't matter how good you are, they're going to kill you, because some of them have nuclear capabilities, and... You know, and you mix a couple actual PvPers in with the group, and it's not easy fighting 20 people and three PvPers at the same time. So, um, you know, so that's fun. But, uh, yeah, Imperial City's been a lot of fun. And the way I view an Imperial City is there's the PvE aspect of it. If you just want to kill mobs and make Telvar, you could do that down in the sewers. There's the P PvE pvp aspect and that's kill mobs and kill players in the sewers and then you can go up to the districts if you want to get sweaty like some of the best small scalers are in imperial city and they run up top and they're very skilled uh people that run together and because cyrodiil is such a larger place you run into that say high skill set small scalers a lot less there's more masses, you know, the numbers, because math, right? Um, and so, for that reason, some people have a, bet, a better experience in Cyrodiil, running around and not running into the demigods on the battlefield, mm -hmm. and just running into people that are just out there PvPing, but not necessarily PvPers. Mm -hmm. yep. So, uh, Yeah, I take hope it they down. Have something. I hope they have something, though, this year. Yeah, Godzilla was posted that too. He's like, if we can't fix the game, at least give us new content. Right. And and I'm like, Payne's been saying and, that too for a while. Yeah. And there's I'm a bunch of ideas way. you can do. There's a bunch yeah. of ideas. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what would that be for you? New battlegrounds? No. Well, I mean, anything. <laughs> it could be a new yeah. PP zone. It could be. Uh, a revamp of Battlegrounds, like we could do a team versus team, none of this three way shit. Yeah, that yeah, models of like game modes. Like, I, I have no problem with Chaos Ball or even Capture the Fly if it's two teams or in a different map as well. Like, the map design is really weird. Um, I don't think they really put as much thought as other uh games do into map design or level design for PvP. They just kind of have these spawn points and and that's really it. They don't really think about, like, you know, uh, Doctor Dis Doctor Disrespect or like other developers. They think a lot about how uh, level design works or map design works. Yeah, strategic map right. design. Call of Duty and everything, right? Like, advantage. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't think BGS has any of that really. It's just kind of like the aesthetic, and you just put people in there. That's really it. Yeah. What about a siege keep uh, or a keep, keep siege? Keep siege, <laughs> keep siege. Yeah, like, uh, like uh, a, what's that? Like game a called? ten man, ten for, v ten. For for honor, has mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Which is chivalry. Yeah. What about a horde mode? Anything. Yeah. Anything. What about an unskilled or unskilled un unarmed weapon line? <laughs> I want them to turn Cyril into a battle royale. Oh, like sort of, oh, sort of Golden Eye where you pick up weapons. Just drop in Cyril and 
Oh, get, go get the chest. Yeah. That's and you PvP with that. You're done. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> air, air, air we talked about some pain, right? You can have like a blimp or something and drop in people from the sky in Cyrodiil. Yeah, sure. Fortnite. Yeah, you you yeah, fly dude. in on your Griffin. So yeah. many ideas. I don't know, the magic Wamasu bus or something flying over here in the skies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I See, for me, I'm like, uh, who was it that did the video? And they were like, we're literally keeping this together with bubblegum and Velcro, you know? Like, there's so much content. Familiar. We keep putting so much content into the game, and we never thought that we would get to even where we're at today. I saw a video along those lines hmm. and they were concerned about adding more content to the game. Like there's a tipping point. And then that was destiny. Um, maybe. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Destiny's some, had to like uh, gate out content, older content. Yeah. Because it was breaking the game. <laughs> yeah. See, so I was talking to some devs from other games and they were talking about regression testing mm -hmm. and code rot. And these are problems in the industry where, right. you know, code rot, the, the, the code itself just breaks down over time. Well, this game is seven years old, so maybe a time to rewrite some code. And then regression testing is pertains to when new code is new, something is added to the game. How, like, we look at it as it as itself. Is it functional? Does it work? But how does it interact with the other pre-existing code? And then we run into problems and bugs and breaks. And so, mm -hmm. um, but he swears that there is zero regression testing happening. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't see some of the problems that we have right now. And uh, so, I don't know. I don't know what any of that means until he described it to me. And who knows if that's an accurate assessment, but... Uh, what do you think ESO would gate out older content? It's a huge game. Remember when they cut out 20 gigabytes? Uh, it was Hailstorm. Yeah, it was Hailstorm. They cut yeah. out 20 gigabytes, went from 80 to 60 gigabytes. Now it's back at like almost 90 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah. That's where the, that's where the code, the code for Take Flight went. That's where <laughs> Take Flight yeah, stopped maybe. working. Half the code <laughs> got cut out. The part that works. <laughs> it's crazy. Twenty gigs, and then they added thirty more gigs. Yeah, they yeah. have to stop adding stuff to the game. I think at a certain point. Yeah, and that kind of goes all the way back to our starting podcast with proc sets and stuff. And you know, you, you brought it up how like it's a more accessible way of getting like a nuke or something like that for newer players. Mm -hmm. And I think someone chat brought up earlier in the fact that. You know, when they remove proc sets, not a lot of people wanted to go because there were no proc sets. Yeah. And how do you fix that? Yeah. But I think, I don't know if that's possible to fix because the devs and also the players have dug ourselves into this hole where every patch we're expecting something. Yeah. And that is rewards for doing yeah. something. That tends to be item sets. So would it be possible? Or a DLC or something to not have item sets because item sets are crazy, man. There's so many item sets. No, I work on a website and we have a sets page, and there's like 800 entries for <laughs> item sets because you have to take into account that's so many. It's so many item sets I have to like pour through. Yeah. There's perfected, non-perfected. There's arena. There's four-man item sets. There's 12 man item sets. PP crafted item sets. You know, like, it's well, just so much well. item sets. 
Yeah. It's insane. And I don't know what they're going to do about that. Because, we again, it's a hole. Like, if you don't put items, it's, it's that, you know, people will, will people buy the DLC or what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's a, impossible. I don't think... Th- I don't think they need to worry about it in regards to PvP if the PvP uh-huh. community is so low. You're right. you're disregarding what what their needs are anyways, so um so I think you add those sets, but at what point is too many sets too much? Maybe they introduce a ESO classic and that oh. <laughs> I don't think there's enough players. You know. <laughs> ESO Classic uh, would just pertain to PvP and it would be um, coding from like year two or year three uh, with no proc sets. So, um, and it's just skill based PvP rewound, you know, back back in the day. But I don't know. Um, the th- thing about it is nobody likes something taken away from them. And right now, yeah. New players yeah. and PvPers have access to proc sets. And the second you tell them you can't use proc sets in PvP, there's going to be people that are mad. Uh, mm-hmm. That's BS. Why do you get to dictate? Uh, that's how I'm having fun. And, you know, I've seen all this stuff and I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, that's what that person's saying. This is what I'm saying. And then I've got the other person that's new to pvp and i'm talking to and they're like i don't even know what's happened to me i just die i just explode <laughs> so yeah what if they made a, some some wild thought occurred to me i'm not sure why these wild thoughts are occurring at this point in time but what if they removed pvp from eso but made it into a different client <laughs> I don't know, man. I just had this wild thought for some reason. I don't know, but yeah. I think we'll wrap Only up. use craftable sets over there. Just use craftable <laughs> sets. I mean, the true PvPers wouldn't have a problem because they're like, great, I don't have to go farm dungeons just to get my sticker book for these sets. Yeah, if I can just craft craft some sets and go PvP. Yeah. But yeah, let's start wrapping. I don't want to keep you guys for too long. Jesus, we've been talking for like a while. Um, if anyone has any questions, we will answer them. If you have questions for Grim, or if you're curious about how to get into PvP as a newer player or like a newer PvP, he does have his own Discord where he teaches people. So. Or if you want to get into MMA and you need a. Oh, yeah, true. Or if you want to go, you know, enroll in his gym, one of his many gyms, then integrity. That's also an option. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll wait for people to ask any question they want uh, but yeah it's wild, wild uh, conversations with <laughs> yeah virtual pvp or real life pvp what do you want yeah <laughs> um, it's fun i i literally started the channel though with just the i wanted to learn how to grow and scale a youtube channel i didn't really impl- and you know intend for I almost got 3,000 subscribers in one year. So, you know, and I didn't um, get rid of my early videos. I didn't know how to make thumbnails. I didn't know how to make titles. I didn't know how to do descriptions and timestamps. So if you go to my channel and scroll all the way to the first mm-hmm. videos, you'll literally see a video with no thumbnail, no title, Just and I left it up there. Because that is my maturation process to here's where I implemented thumbnails and here's where I implemented titles and here's where I implemented that and here's where my thumbnails 
started getting better and um that was going to be a lesson for athletes i'm literally going to sit in a room full of athletes and just say here's a gaming channel that i created and grew and scaled and you can see it it doesn't have to be perfect to get started Mm -hmm. just get started Mm -hmm. just get going you're going to figure it out as you go here are some tips so what's your favorite mag and stem class okay the questions are struggling Kevin. yeah favorite mag and stam class mm-hmm. uh mag is pretty bursty i think i have a 51 and O or 51 and 1 bg posted where you can see me and i'm not out there fury stealing or kill still oh, stealing yeah. <laughs> you know like 51 like, Sheesh. yeah i tell you what to do that you got to put your foot on the gas you got to be purposeful in trying to kill as many people as possible. <laughs> so, okay. um, so when I see more of that, but it's just the rotation on Mag Sork and the way it works out, and you're rewarded for being offensive uh, with heals. And you literally, their offensive kit is the class kit is so good that you don't need to, your ultimate to finish people. And so I find that I can sit on my ultimate and use the resto staff heal as a fail safe if I do get burst or caught out of position and um, for me I feel like that's a good uh, class balance a lot of people are like sorts not so much now but if you rewind to like three months ago four months ago they're like mag sorts are broken or mag sorts are this <coughs> and I think it's actually that's where the classes need to be that you don't need the ultimate to kill people it's the icing on the cake, right? And you don't need to put procs on the class to kill people. It can do it on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wish that other classes would be brought up to that to where their class abilities were as viable or meshed or ro- the rotation worked as well. But Mag Crow's fun too. Um, well, Mag- Magden's fun. Damn wise. I'm terrible at Stam DK. I'm really bad at it. Um, and it's so what? crazy because no I see, yeah, I see so many people that are amazing at Stam DK and I'm just balls at it. Well, Stam DK so is bad. like brain dead. If I can do it, you can yeah. do it. <laughs> I, I don't, maybe that's part of it too. It's not, um, engaging as off meta, like crazy. Like I have a dual wield, dual wield mm-hmm. Kratos goes to Sparta mm-hmm. and that's fun for me. Like it's a different off meta, like, I have some really cool videos of one, you know, one BXing and outnumbered with that and a mid-year mayhem from like two or three years ago where I think at one point I had like five ultimates dropped on me all at once and I survived. It was stupid. But, uh, um, stam wise, I would say, so Nightblade's really easy to disengage from fights. Um, and Nightblade's a finesse class, though, too, because if you get caught, you're dead. Um, it's hard to use your shade, use your... Um, so I set Nightblade always to the side, um, just because it has unique advantages that other classes. You get to dictate the fight, when to get engage, and how to disengage. Um, so I wouldn't pick it. I would pick uh, Stamplar or Stam Sork, the Bobo Stam Sork, Dreadcaller, that's a lot of fun, a unique mm-hmm. play style, or the Sword and Board, Sword and Board, Steve Rogers, that's a really fun build for me, very tanky, and it's got, you know, 5,500 weapon damage, and I'm killing people with 
on main hand sword and board and that's working so i would say those okay. not meta Thanks. not meta what's your favorite british dish grim british dish did sawman uk ask that no wobblier yes. tibbles wobblier british dish I have no clue it me? it's me isn't it what what <laughs> It is. It is now. Now that we've won. <laughs> I feel that Grimsford should be the ESOP spokesperson. Oh, that's not a question. Oh. Thumbs up. Hey, thanks. Yeah. I'd support that. I I don't know. Honestly, I think if uh, Gina or those guys went and looked at my community tab and they saw some of the memes or whatever, you know, they might be turned off. But I can conduct myself in a business-like fashion you know like hey let's just really talk about the let's look at the numbers and let's see if it makes sense and mm. you know prioritize stuff i think take flight needs to be fixed i'm not advocating for dk i'm just saying it's an ultimate that hasn't worked for quite a while and right. then we need to look at uh gap closers and executes and how they're not functioning all the time properly um and uh break free it's very strange that we're having problems with break free, you know, and CC immunity. So I guess my list, the more I talk, it right. ended up yeah. growing and growing. But I would look at all those and then start prioritizing the most important things. And then mm -hmm. let's just start putting checks in the boxes and getting rid of those things. So let's fix them. So who is without your favorite? Knowing, oh, sorry, go on. Without knowing anything about anything as far as... <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and all the numbers and stats. And right. Here's my list. Here you go, devs. <laughs> right. right. They're like, who's this guy? Who's your favorite ESO content creator? Grim. Oh, it's got to be Nephis. What? What? Gotta he be. can't even no. win on a... On a I know, I know it's Delta. <laughs> um, You're friends with him. Gotta be. Yeah, I'm friends with him. Um... I, I like I like uniqueness. I don't know. I like that off meta, off funny. You know, Sawman Real UK really makes me chuckle a lot. I can tell you, like, if I were gonna do a um, a class, if I wanted someone to run a class on how to grow and scale a YouTube channel, it would be Deltia. Mm. Um, just because he hits all the points, um, he's easy for me to point to him and know that he's not going to say something that's ever going to um, hurt his brand. You know what I mean? He uh -huh. does a good job with that. His interaction with the crowds, his, his audience is amazing. Um, so I would say Delty is extremely polished. It's really crazy that he's not part of the stream team. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he's got a hundred, hundred. Oh, yeah. He's got 125,000 viewers on or subscribers on YouTube, and then he was super quick to partner on Twitch. We got the Coke deal, and like he's got so many great things going for him. Um, I think there's just past there, you know, like before he left, that unresolved stuff that might need to be. But he's approaching this in a completely different way. The way he approaches it now, this is a business, yeah. and that's how we need to do it let's talk you know grow and scale our business so uh i love is there no one else is there no one else is top notch too dan from unified gaming i'll tune into him just to hear him say hey it's dan <laughs> okay, let's see what's a set you wish was just a little better 
ESO build editor. I like set, yeah. Wait, what's a set? A set? Oh, a set. Yeah, I'm oh, okay. I'm I, said, yes. <laughs> I was like, what's the site that you wish was a little better? ESO build editor. Let's let's make that happen. That is true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is a set that I, I wish, wish was better? A little better, yeah. I, I can tell you this. Did everybody know about the Crusader set? Like, if you watch my Mandalorian, this was six months ago. The armor set did this. The five-piece bonus added a point three set yeah. to your roll dodge. And right. it was so fun for me to play around on a squishy Nightblade with that armor set because I could stand and box with people or, like, dodge roll in front of them and then burst them and then dodge roll to the next person and burst and then cloak. And then and it would it made for riveting, like, fun, like a different type of play style. And because I guess nobody was using the set, they went and changed it and just made it weapon damage, spell damage, weapon damage, spell damage, weapon damage, spell damage. And when you gap close to someone every 15 seconds, you get a 5k damage shield. And I'm okay. like, yeah. you ruined it. You yeah. ruined it. It was so it's much fun. Shame, yeah. mm. Well, I guess yeah. you didn't get much I feel like they didn't to do that. Like... Maybe you were the only person yeah. using it. <laughs> I literally <Probably>. was. <laughs> and... I just had somebody jump in. They were like, dude, I saw your Mando build. And so I tried that set. Fun as hell. I love that set. And they were like, I wish that they didn't change it. I was like, I know, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it was so fun. And nobody was using it. It wasn't like it was getting exploited or, you know, completely. Right. I, I do know that I got a lot of people that said I'm reporting you. Because they couldn't, they couldn't figure out why they weren't hitting me, you know? Uh, and sure. so I did get that a lot, but that was a really fun set. I wish they hadn't got rid of that. Yeah, or changed it. But uh, Dark Convergence needs to be changed. Uh, it shouldn't have such a huge area and apply a snare. And you can't get out of the snare and then it pulls you to the middle. Um, you know, even the, the ball groups now are using Dark Convergent or have been using Dark Convergence mm -hmm. just to pull you into an area so they can alt dump you mm -hmm. and so here's a set the intent of it was to kill the ball, group. to right. kill the ball groups right. now the ball groups are like thanks <laughs> yeah thank yeah. you Especially combined with lag and not being able to break free and get out of it yeah just yeah. so easy to stack people up for yeah and then there and then the cc immunity it's like mm -hmm. you literally are snared all the time or uh um, getting stunned repeatedly three times in a row mm -hmm. get stunned and I break free and then I get stunned again I'm like what the heck and then I break free and then you know so okay what skill do you hate most in the game for me it's stone giant for sure but well, what do you do <laughs> yeah um okay. stone giant Wreck wrecking blow plus lag is horrible okay fair yeah uh, it is very hard to, like a D-swing or wrecking blow, it's hard to line that up when lags, you know. But it hits so dang hard, too. So th I guess that's part of the other reason why I don't like it. It's like, it really has to be the go-to, right? If you're on a yeah. class, it does have a spammable. Like, you're not a Stamplar with Biting Jabs, and you're not a uh, Nightblade with Surprise Attack. You're probably going D swing. Yeah, I think so. in in lag though, I've I've gone with um, like a master uh, two hander and cleave instead. Yeah, you know, that's smart. If, if there's enough people to hit, then it's just as hard hitting, and you can you know, kind of wipe out a, a bit of a zerg occasionally. Mm -hmm. yeah. What are your thoughts on adding one new skill per skill line to allow more build diversity? 
One new skill per skill line. Will they be balanced? <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, Will they work? Uh, There's probably already at least one skill on every skill line that doesn't get used anyway, so... If... Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's that. Maybe it's yeah, yes, maybe. but with the caveat of replacing something, like stuff that statistically isn't getting used, you know, like my Crusaders. So. <laughs> Did Grim share his thoughts on the PvP and PvE endgame? Unreward, uh, Endgame's unrewarding reward structure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people here just brought. Uh, uh, did we talk about this? I think we talked about it. Yeah, it was with, um, with Hayden and the Axe and last week as well. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Incentives for Endgame. Yeah. What do you think, Grim? A lot of people here just tend to say, like, there's no incentive to PvP. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did a video. Real Godzilla did a nice video on it that talks about. I can go and I can run some dungeons, um, knock out, you know, some of my um, dungeons. I can come away with what is it, ten, Transmute. ten trans, ten transmutes per. But I can run around in Cyrodiil, and it'll be a month from now that I'll get fifty transmutes. You know, mm -hmm. so maybe what you do is you you need to increase the transmutes for battlegrounds. Because the time frame that it takes me to queue for a battleground, get into a battleground, and hopefully potentially get the win, there's risk and reward with that. I could have queued for a dungeon, got into a dungeon, and got a guaranteed 10 transmutes out of that. So we need to make that probably align better. Leaderboard rewards aren't that satisfying, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think that they need to add, like in Imperial City, more use for the Telvar currency as well. You have the set armor sets down there, and you do have access to the chests. The 30 um, and the 60 space <laughs> chests, and you can buy those all with Telvar. And it's for the 60, it's 200k Telvar, and for the 30, it's 100k Telvar. So... You you know, that's nice, but most of the PVEers have access to that through other means, you know, selling their... Yeah, Rit vouchers, I think you can buy it with. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do something with Telvar more than what we're doing right now. We did see a spike in that. And then key frags are another thing that you had uh, achieved down there in Imperial City. And those sets have been fairly stagnant for quite a while now. Outside of... Uh, I think there was a rush for key frags when they first introduced the monster sets down in Imperial City, right? Right. Yeah. And then after but, it was also after they buffed the agility, endurance, and willpower sets for a little bit, and yeah. people started that combine that with one trainee and one mythic and stuff like that. Yeah, so with with the mythics, it kind of kind of fit in quite nicely, I guess. Uh, like the two two and three piece bonuses. Yeah. So kind of static outside of that with Telvar, um, yeah. uses. If you go to McDonald's to get a breakfast, McDonald's breakfast, do you pick a sausage and egg, an egg McMuffin or a bacon and egg McMuffin? Or are you a madman and get pancakes? I don't go to McDonald's for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, but if, if I go, <laughs> uh, sausage and egg McMuffin or bacon? Sausage and egg McMuffin. Yeah, the bacon suit then. At that point, it's just bread. I've never had. <laughs> Never had McDonald's sausage and egg? Okay. No. Bro. I've made my own. Okay. How about you, Grim? 
I'll tell you the same thing I tell my wife. McDonald's isn't food. Ooh, I, I agree. I honestly agree. Oh my god. Yeah. I hate McDonald's. Oh, I mean, you can eat eat all of it, and then like, doesn't count. Sure. There's like <laughs> almost zero nutritional value there, right? And yeah. I don't know how I feel about a food that I could let sit out for a year and come back and look at it. it looks the exact same. <laughs> yeah. In in the gym life, and this is a question from Grim. What's one food that you would not recommend for a healthy lifestyle? Literally anything. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. so many. Anything with sugar, I, I would say. Or like, are there any that are like too many carbs? Like, yeah, I don't know. Avocados or avocados are lie? Are they bad for you? No, they're good. Okay. Uh, they have good Fat. oils in them. Um, I can tell you, soda. Soda would be the easiest, or pop, whatever, mm. you, wherever you come from. Okay. Um, a gym secret or a gym trick is this. If somebody were to come to me and they say that I want to lose 20 or 30 pounds and I ask them about their life and they say, well, I'm mostly sedentary. I work from home or work in a cubicle or office. And then we ask about soda or pop. How much do you consume? And sometimes they're like a two liter a day or whatever, you know, like um, whatever that is. Those individuals that drink a lot of soda through the course of the day, I know that if I can get them to stop taking soda for one month, they'll lose 10 pounds just from that alone. Damn. So that's a trainer tick okay. trick out of, out of the 30 pounds, 10 pounds of it is just going to be getting them to stop drinking soda guaranteed. Wow. So, yeah. And I don't know the math or the science of it. Let's say I just know this through 15 years of, let's cut out soda and 10 pounds alone came off of just them not drinking soda. You could not even have a gym regimen, like going to the gym and training, cut out soda. Don't supplement it with another sugar source. Like I'm going to go to real heavy sweet tea or something like that, or energy drinks, right? Yeah. Cut those type of things out and you'll lose 10 pounds just from that. Okay. Nice. I probably drink the same in sparkling water. I'm pretty sure that's got no sugar in it. So, yeah, doesn't it have like fake sugar, whatever that's called. I forget the name for it. Yeah, it's just like water and was it carbon dioxide? Oh. maybe that's bad for you. <laughs> Would you like to see three more on some skills to add a few more stamina abilities? I don't think they should do anything. <laughs> three more morphs on some three morphs on some skills. Ah. They should work on the current. They should work yeah. on everything. Everyone keeps saying, everyone's excited about the next chapter, by the way. Even people who are like kind of burnt out in the game, they're like, oh my God, next chapter. Or like this year, 2022, what's what's going to happen for you? So people keep saying new race or new class. I'm like, you guys are dreaming. <laughs> you guys are dreaming, man. I Maybe, man. I'd be surprised. I'd be shocked. I'd be disturbed and surprised at the same time. Did um, uh, Icy or Emma ask about that? No. Was that them? No. Um,. Yeah, so think about this. You have your base skill in your skill, your class tree, or even your weapon line, whatever it is when you first get it. And then you have two options from there. Uh, afterwards, I want to go to uh, the stamina side or I want to go to the magicka side. And then it's like, well, what if past your base skill, you had two stamina options? one with each different thing or two magicka options one with each with different effects or different things you know and now all of a sudden we're adding 
every single skill or every single class ability is act technically getting two separate new options. And excuse me, we're in a hybrid. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a hybrid meta. We're just this is where the game's at now. So mixing and matching magicka abilities and stamina abilities has never been more viable than right now. I think it would be right. a huge balancing. Could you imagine trying to balance the addition no. of multiple no. new abilities? Yeah. I can't. I can't Ooh. imagine another class. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I just can't right now. They haven't even. Not. I don't I think don't you tackle something like that when you can't get break free to work. You know. <laughs> I don't think. I... Yeah, it's just yeah. so much. And you know, they did that item set audit back in late 2019 to mid 2020. Right? Where they yeah. update a lot of item sets. Yeah. But now we're back to square yeah. one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like all the skills, yeah. all the sets. Oh, it's just so much, dude. They need to like relax. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway we'll take a couple more questions. What is this? Opinions on New World. I think that's for Grim. Um. PvP is way different in New World than it is here. Mm. It it is um, not as fast. It is you only have three abilities, you know. And when you use those abilities, you need them. Um, you need to make the most of them because there's a global cooldown, you know. Like you're gonna, they're gonna go on cooldown. So, right. Uh, ESO's PvP is much faster. A lot more abilities, a lot more diversity. It's also been out for seven, eight years, so there's that. But um, there's balancing issues in New World right now. Um, everybody, 90% of the population, unless you're trying to run off meta, 90% of the population are running around with the two-hand hammer and the void gauntlet. And the two-hand hammer, if you set it up properly, you can every ability all three of your abilities stun the target and there's no cc immunity in the game and there's no cc pots or anything like that so you literally can stun lock somebody when you fight them and just kill them and there's no counterplay and that's not riveting pvp nobody wants to play a game that you can't actually play the game you know and so that's a big concern of mine um that was actually for me why i was like I would rather go back to ESO and deal with the lag and deal with not breaking free and the nuclear capability proc sets and wow. you know take all this stuff than than deal with that. So um, and duping, they're so early in their development. Um, it's a beautiful looking game and the crafting is really deep, really mm -hmm. deep. Like in ESO, if you want to make some heavy armor boots, you just go to the heavy armor, to the blacksmithing station. Boom, there's your heavy armor boots with the heavy armor ingots or, you know, whatever type of ingot. But in New World, you literally have to go over here and get the leather. Then you got to go kill these things to get the cotton. Then you got to go kill this thing to do this. And then you come over to this station and make the ties. And then you got to go over here and make this. Oh, and you got to make okay. every component of those boots. And so for some people, that's pretty neat and you can interact with your environment too like from picking up a rock or a pebble to chopping down trees to pulling weeds out of the ground to picking flowers and so <laughs> it's, it's a lot more interactive uh environment um but from a pvp standpoint there's that and 
than the duping, you know, or duplicating gold and duplicating weapons or duplicating items was a serious problem. Um, that unless I don't know what they've done, but you, you can't have that in your game. So there's a serious ball drop there when that's happening. So here I am uh, playing ESL and, you know, some days I go to bed like, man, that was awesome. And then other days I'm like, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We we'll love those days. Alright, last question. I'm going to let you guys go. Yeah, I do apologize for was leaving. Oh my god. My alarm didn't go off. I'm just like, bro. Sure. I actually was, you know, after the Tales of Tamiya podcast, which ended like 2 or so a.m., I was like, maybe I shouldn't go to sleep because I, I feel like I wouldn't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then, you know, I, I asked Sacred and uh, I was talking about Sacred and Turtle. And I was like, maybe I, should I go to sleep? And they're like, yeah, you should go to sleep. Uh, I'm, never, I'm never listening to them ever again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, anyway, last question. Would you like a more hardcore battlegrounds with more strict rules like capped health? Huh. Mm. Ah. You know, uh, Sawman UK he does the Sawman Invitational and he put a 25k health uh, cap on the on the tournament and one thing i noticed was with the nuclear there was if you're gonna put a cap on health you have to put a cap or um restrictions to armor sets because there are armor mm. sets that'll cover 25k health with a push of a button you know calorians and coming from stealth whatever whatever so those heavier restrictions are gonna have to be no proc set if you're gonna do that I would say that that would be heavier restriction a start for heavier restrictions is let's uh no proc battlegrounds okay. yeah yeah well I guess we're gonna wrap it up here do you guys have any final thoughts from today's discussion or well, yeah anything you want to say to people we have about 165 people watching so hi hi Anyone where do we find say? you online yeah, where do you, where do you where do you find where can people find you, Grim? Grim Swords Gaming on YouTube, and mm -hmm. uh, I haven't made content probably in three months for ESO. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna make content for a while. Um, but you still teach but, people PvP? Oh yeah, people will contact me. Yep, people contact me through um through the youtube channel and then we meet up in discord and then i kind of go through their pain points like what are they struggling with and if i can if they're on pcna or pceu we do a screen share and then it, even if they're on console they can run their console through their pc monitor mm -hmm. and uh we can set up um screen share i believe and but uh i've had console players just record their battlegrounds and then i go through and like hey at the minute 25 you know we're dying because we're out of resources the reason we're out of resources is this and then you know we just break down all their deaths and all and the rhyme or reason of what's happening and then we also start sharpening their eyes so they can see things as they're coming in like this guy is not applying his buffs oh, as he's coming up willing to fight doesn't know oh, how yes. to fight your buffs are already up you just go immediately into your cc and offense on them and it'll put them on their back seat and you'll back foot and you'll you'll win that fight and um so yeah you okay. we just get together figure out a time on discord and 
you know, see what's what. And we can do everything too. You don't need to be just a DPS person, but every class, every play style, magic and stamina, I've played multiple times, 140 plus times. And I level all my characters in PvP scenarios, so uh, Imperial City or or Battlegrounds. You should send me your uh, send me a permanent Discord link so you can put in the Discord directory in for you. So you yeah, yeah you Discord oh, server. Give me some other stuff about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been talking about screen sharing. <laughs> you think? You yeah, you Skype? could be in a private call. That doesn't necessarily have to be a server. I mean, yeah. what Skype? Yeah. Microsoft Teams, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, right. Well, nice, nice uh, having you guys in again. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, for... thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's nice meeting you guys. Yeah, it was, it was nice to also put a face to the name too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, you should go on. I was streaming. Uh, I was. That was the other thing. I was like, I don't plan on being a streamer. I didn't plan, yeah. on, you know. But uh, I did stream some of my, like that 51 and 1 Battleground while my Sorcerer was streamed. So you mm -hmm. can actually watch, you know. And and then uh, I was streaming my Bobo Stam Sork. And people in the stream were like, hey, uh, do first person. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, let's do a first person don't, Battleground. Don't by stream chat there, though. They're idiots, yeah. all of them. <laughs> oh, are they? Well, yeah, well I, yeah, I, I, I I did they're it. Always right, and they're always wrong. So yeah. Mm. Oh, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fun. So I did probably f oh, maybe five rich. or six streams where I actually, you know, got on, and I was like, "Don't mind me. I'm an old dude trying to figure this out." <laughs> I, I think in one of them too, my mic wasn't even working for the first ten minutes, and somebody's mm. like, "Can't hear you. Can't hear you." You know, and I'm like, "You should do it." Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, yeah. Again, thanks so cheers, much for your time. Yeah, cheers. See you guys soon. See you, right. See See you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.